Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through.
once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. And what we're going to talk about tonight, of course, I'm sure you're seeing once again, we're seeing riots in the streets. And I mean, we're not in protests. So we're not going to talk a lot about that unless uh, the callers want to. Uh, you know, we'll see how uh, things e- evolve tonight. We know the organic nature of the show. Uh, but, you know, just definitely uh, check out last week's episode, uh, as well as if you're listening live or whether you are listening to the uh, the podcast, uh, it's certainly well appreciated. If you were to share the link here on Blog Talk Radio or if you uh, are able to download the audio, if you can uh, share ways uh, for folks to uh, download it itself, I know the uh, – show is available on iHeartRadio. It's also on a number of uh, podcast apps uh, that you can download the episode, so certainly uh, appreciate that. Or you can also, of course, uh, get the link uh, to the episodes here at uh, Blog Talk Radio and, you know, send them out on your email. So if you're listening to this now, whether live or through the podcast, you know, Come here, Blog Talk Radio, do copy and paste the link, and then send it out to people on your emails, your social media, things of that nature. Of course, they'll be definitely uh, well appreciated. Um, and tonight, uh, we're going to talk about, this is Biden's America. No more of this, oh, this is Trump America. What we're, what we're seeing, you know, happen across the, you know, with the, the protests and riots and things of that nature. It's still going on. It's Biden, you know, Biden getting elected. If there's anyone out there who thought that, oh, Biden's elected, so now we're not going to have, you know, we're going to have racial equality, we're going to have racial harmony, and we're going to have, you know, no more riots in in, in the streets and no more big protests and, and things of that nature. It's not going to stop. I mean, just because Biden was elected, that's not going to stop. Uh, and so I don't know why people may even think that would happen, but it, it's it's not. So one of the things we're going to cover tonight, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later, is something I, I came across, uh, education. Of course, they're talking about uh, privilege. Uh, I seen a video from a school the other day, and, I mean, it, when I first heard about it, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I, mean, it was, it, I was pretty ticked off. But then I watched the video, it wasn't as bad. I'm sure it could have been worse if it was at a uh, public university. This is a video from a private uh, university. So it wasn't as bad, but we are going to talk about it. And I do have a, a short audio clip about some of the things that they mark as uh, criteria that be have privilege, and you will hear about that later. But most of what we're going to talk about tonight is, this, as I said, this is Biden's America. But is this what the citizens want for our nation? And what Bart's Logic tonight's going to explore is Biden's America. Uh, in our opening comments here, um, in my opening comments, I think we could very well that we are seeing or could be seeing what could quite possibly the future of America and what's happened in these just these last few months and what we've been living through in this Biden regime. I mean, we're seeing corporations and the government working together to manipulate how we the people live. And we'll have some art, you know, articles tonight, and we'll talk about some more corporations that are 
that have signed on to this. And we have segments of our society who are being made to believe they're inherently privileged due to their skin color, their gender, they were born, or the religion they believe. What we the people need to do is stand together against the most un-American regime in American history and the corporations who support it. These corporations are trying to manipulate us by their attempts to make us rely on their services first or, or their products. And then they want to interfere in our political system and in some want to take some of our rights away. I got an article I'm going to read tonight about, you know, corporations that are on, our, on board to help curtail our Second Amendment rights. Now, as I stated earlier, you know, you know folks, please just, you know, share the episode. One of the things this episode is going to have on it is another list. We had a list last week. Uh, check out that episode. But we'll have another list of corporations that are supporting the taking away of our rights, namely what I said, said earlier, our Second Amendment's rights. So certainly, you know, definitely appreciate it. Share the episode's link and the audio. So other people can be informed of who these corporations are, uh, who are on board with the Biden regime. And, of course, we'll get a lot of these articles from the Bard's Logic newsroom, so you can check those out at www.bardslogicglobetalk.com, and then go to the Bard's Logic newsroom. And so let's go ahead and open our mic to our good friend, uh, uh, Joseph. Uh, of course, another hell of a week during the rain of the Biden regime uh, in uh, in America, and how was your week? Uh, well, it could be better. It has its days. I appreciate you asking, Robert. It's a pleasure to be on the show. I just wanted to address one thing that was really disturbing to me from last week uh, before I move on to uh, this week. Uh, we had one of, the, uh, one of our callers who called in, and out of respect to that caller, I'm not going to even say the caller's name. Uh, I'm not going to do that out of respect. But um, that particular caller really infuriated me because we were talking about a serious topic about the uh, economical and um, all of the uh, damage that has been done to hundreds of millions of Americans due to COVID and due to these draconian lockdown measures, mostly by uh, Democratic uh, governors and mayors uh, and, and uh, incumbents in blue states. And the person decided to laugh throughout the whole thing. And I'm thinking, wow, this is what the world is left to. We have very little humanity left. Here you have a person who can't even take a serious matter and is laughing about that while we're talking about the pain and anguish of hundreds of millions of Americans. And I'm like, wow, it's like you just when you think people can get more sinister, it's like, really, I see. And it's disturbing because, I mean, you know, it's horrible what's going on. A lot of people have lost their uh, livelihoods, have lost everything, are continuing to lose everything. And that's just not the type of thing you joke about. So, but, you know, it is free speech. 
And, you know, it's not like I can do anything to prevent that person or his actions on the show. But all I have to say is that individuals listening right now, guess what? Karma is a B. And I hope you don't find yourself on the wrong end of the stick one day and it's you that loses everything. Because it's really not humane to laugh at the pain and suffering of so many people. It really is not cool. I'm sorry. I mean, there's just no ands, ifs, or about it. That's the type of behavior that just makes me want to puke uh, when I hear that. Second of all is, um, you know, addressing the uh, tragic shooting of uh, that individual. I think his name is Dayton. Um, sorry if I don't have his last name. 20-year-old. And here's, here's my outlook on, on, on that, okay? I'm sorry, but – and I've said this many times on the show – uh, sometimes I wonder if certain police officers have a brain or an IQ. I really do. Because it's like you need to learn better. You need to know better. And the problem with the police force, why we don't have the best trained soldiers, is because, first of all, they don't do a serious vetting of police officers. Uh, they don't you know, do the same vetting that they would do for the FBI or Homeland Security. And at the same time, there's not a lot of incentive to get the best candidates because of the low pay to start out with. And so, you know, you're not going to get the cream of the crop, and that seems to be the problem. Now, of course, I don't condone it turning into deadly uh, looting or any of that stuff. No, I, I would never condone that. You know, the ends don't justify the means. But, I mean, really, it's like you don't know the difference between your taser and a gun. And it seems to be like these scandals are happening more and more often. And I'm thinking, where are these officers getting their training? I mean, how many more scandals do we have to have? Because at the end of the day, they just paint these victims as martyrs at the end of the day. And they just give more fuel to Antifa and BLM. And I don't want people to misconstrue that. What I mean by paint the victims as martyrs is, you know, some of the victims were in the wrong. And I mean over the years of police shootings. I'm not talking about any of the recent scandals. You know, everything is a case by case. And, you know, there are facts that show, you know, there have been many instances in where, you know, the, the, uh, the, the fugitive or the suspect was in the wrong. And it turned out that the cop got shot or the cop lost his life. Uh, but... You know, it really needs – we need to address the elephant in the room. I mean, how many more stupid moves by police officers need to be made in a day and age where in the court of public opinion, many people don't have faith and trust in our police officers anymore? I mean, this is a, a tragedy that easily could have been avoidable. With the George Floyd, I get the argument. Okay. He was under a lot of uh, – he was uh, taking fentanyl, and he was under the influence and all of that. I get it. Fine. He was a strong guy. I get it. But you've got to ask yourself, was it necessary for that officer to put his knee to his neck when they had six other officers who tased him or took him down? And so when I look at scandals like that or even the Eric Gardner case, a few years back, I think it was back in 2014, uh, uh, African-American in New York, he weighed over 300 pounds. He was uh, caught selling um, illegal cigarettes 
Uh, and again, you know, police officers have to use better judgment in does the crime warrant using excessive force? And again, you know, in these cases, not all of them, uh, you know, excessive force that was used is not necessary, and it only gives more fire and more ammunition to the enemy, which is Antifa and Black Lives Matters, who are literally just sitting at home and waiting for the next tragedy to happen, which is sad. They're just literally waiting for the next tragedy to happen. They don't care about black lives or any other lives. They're just there to look for excuses to terrorize and create uh, anarchy and chaos, and that's why Donald Trump uh, wanted to label them as uh, domestic terror groups. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my thought on policing overall. Uh, I think there needs to be a whole revamping and restructure of that. And, you know, you got to start from the root of the problem. And that's if you want the most highly qualified candidates, you got to start out with a more decent pay because you're not going to get the most highly qualified candidates. Uh, that's, that's one starting point that you can go to. Uh, because let's be honest. Uh, the quality of cops overall, not the greatest to begin with. A lot of them not using the best judgment to begin with. Well, that's because not many people want to start out making $54,000 a year. So maybe they need to start somewhere there. And I'll segue into one other topic that I'd like to get into, and that's academia. Colleges are more expensive than ever in the history of colleges to attend a college. Uh, these days, they're not interested in your abilities or your GPA. They're interested in how much money they can milk out of you, tuition, dorming, and things of that nature. And the reality is most colleges have become politicized, which should not be happening, just like our public school educational system is politicized, where you have teachers or professors who are infringing upon other people's beliefs by introducing their political beliefs, and it's not supposed to happen. There's no public school charter in any state that allows it. It's not constitutional. Neither is it supposed to be allowed in academia. So basically, if you go up to most professors and you tell them you're a conservative Republican, they'll blacklist you or they'll demote you a grade. Or maybe if you're Caucasian, they may say, can we talk about a sensitive topic, which is white privilege? And if a professor ever were to ask me that when I went to college, I would say, excuse me, that's not a topic that we're supposed to discuss. It's nowhere in the college charter. You're not supposed to be talking about political views that have no relevance in this class. It's not on the syllabus. And, Professor, how soon would you like a lawsuit? Quick way of paying my student loans. What did you just ask me? Wait, let me get my phone out and actually record what you asked me. You're asking me to talk about white privilege? I'm white? Yeah, that's called you discriminating against me because of the color of my skin. How fast would you like a, wa a, a lawsuit? And, uh, Robert, I'll defer back to you. So a couple of things, and I'll bring in, uh, then I'll bring in Kelly is one I believe the the, the person who, who who shot the the latest guy I don't even, I mean I'll be honest I don't even really pay as much attention with the names anymore because um, I just don't really cover a lot of the stuff that everyone else is covering uh, but 
through my understanding of it, she was a 26-year veteran of the police department. And, you know, may, maybe she, you know, grabbed the wrong weapon, you know, uh, I think that's, you know, I think that's a possibility. But, but one thing I don't ever really see a lot of people talking about is the guy, again, same with Floyd, is these these situ- what people don't I, – I, I, it baffles me, not really. I mean, I know why this isn't talked about because it's, you know, you, you can't talk about it. But when you, you hear hardly nothing or hardly anything, these people are resisting arrest. Stop resisting arrest. If a cop wants, you know, says, hey, do whatever, yeah, do whatever. You don't resist arrest. You're, you know, so I'm not saying they're asking to be killed, but come on. I mean, what, what about personal responsibility here? I mean, Floyd resisted arrest. This new guy was resisting arrest. He went back inside his car. Frankly, I don't care what people uh, people get mad at me or not. Frankly, I don't care whether she accidentally grabbed the gun or grabbed the taser. The guy went back in his car. How in the hell is she supposed to know, or any officer for that matter, whether you're a green officer or whether you're a 26-year veteran, how in the hell do you know that that guy, okay, is not going back in his car to get a weapon? He went back inside his car. With Floyd, the guy was strung out on drugs, okay? But this guy went, was going back into his car. Now, maybe got or, – or, really? Now, remember, not that long ago in the news, you had two teenage girls who carjacked a guy and drove away and killed the guy. Now, if nothing's going to happen to these two minority girls, right, hardly nothing's going to happen to them, and I think we all know why. But who's not to say that that wasn't fresh in her mind and saying, crap, if this guy's going to get in this – what if he gets in his car and he starts driving away and drags me to my death? I mean – that, was that ever considered? Have I heard anyone that bring that, that – who knows? Maybe that was what was in her mind. But the guy, through my understanding, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the guy got back in his car. He was getting back in his car, and so she shot him. You know, if the guy would have just been – did what he was supposed to do, and there was a warrant out for him. So if he would have just done what he was supposed to do instead of trying to get himself back in that car – Especially, again, shortly after these two teenagers carjacked an adult and dragged the man to his death. And so now you got a guy trying to get back, get back to his car. Who knows? He might try to drag, you know, drag her along too. I, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't. I don't have much sympathy. I don't care if people call me callous or whatever. And I really don't care, black, white, green, red, purple. I don't care. Man, woman. I don't care. I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who commit crimes, get stopped by a police officer, and then continue to commit the crime by resisting arrest. You get shot. Hey, dumbass, 
uh, you know, don't resist. You committed a crime. You got caught. Now you're trying to get away, and now you're dead. I, I don't I, – I just don't ha- – I have a hard time feeling sorry for those people. I don't I, – I have a hard time seeing them as a victim because, you know what, you dumbass, you got yourself in this situation. For one, you committed that crime in the first place. Two, you got caught, and now you're trying to get away. By going back – in his case, you've gone back into what can be considered a deadly weapon if they take, off, take you off in it. They could have had, she could have been reached in for a weapon in the car. You don't know. These people put themselves in the situations, you know. So feeling sorry for them, I, I, just, I just can't do it. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, I mean, maybe Kelly's got a different spin on it. Call me Callis, uh, Kelly. But, you know, I'm just, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Kelly. I've had it. I've had it. I've, I've had hearing about these people who commit crimes. Or hey, or like that girl who's hanging out with a gang with a, with with a drug dealer. She's hanging out with a drug dealer, and because she's hanging out with a de- drug dealer, she gets herself killed. You know, don't hang out with drug dealers. You got a bigger chance of getting yourself killed if you're hanging out with drug dealers. And then and then we're supposed to feel sorry for these people, Kelly. I just don't. I just I don't have. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't feel sorry for them at all. Go ahead. I, I, I'm getting fired up. I'm kind of sick about – I'm just getting sick of this stuff. you got people who are trying to, you know, protect the citizenry, and then they're always freaking put up, you know, in a bad light on, of, the, of the media because people don't know how to freaking behave. Can you Go hear ahead, me? Kelly. I'm off on football. Yeah, okay, Robert, can I just say one more thing before you segue into Kelly? It'd just be really, really quick. Uh, the police officer well, was not a veteran of the force. It's his time. <laughs> Sorry, Robert, just really quickly before you get to Kelly. The police officer was not a veteran of the police force. She actually, they said that she was a rookie and she had just recently undergone uh, training. I just wanted to put that important fact out. Well, there. I heard. Well, I'm um, hearing two different things. I heard she was. I heard she was on the police force for 26 years. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have to do more, Jane. But I, I, when I was watching the news, I thought they said that she was on the police force for 26 years. I don't know. I have to. I have to look it up. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. I mean, tell well, thank me. You, Robert. I hear more yeah. about it. I, I, which one is it? I, I heard. I heard she had. I heard she had 26 years experience from a neighbor. Um, so I. I can't verify that. But let's look at okay. things from a number of perspectives. All right. A number of perspectives. Um, I watched one video where some kid had some mental problems and he was walking on a retaining wall about three feet tall. And he was approaching a cop. The cop said, you need to stay back. I want to have a talk with you, but you need to stay back and not be so aggressive. He kept walking. He jumped off the um, retaining wall onto the sidewalks and and, and started approaching him in a hostile way. The cop shot him. And it's very clear from the video it was suicide. They call it suicide by cop, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. So, if I mean, what if the cops have a position where they have to 
initiate the right of self-defense, obviously, so we have a civilized society. So suicide by cop happens. Um, Another perspective is you have young people that could be on drugs, and they have a heck of a lot of arrogance, a lot of them apply to me. Well, that's going to be a suicide by cop as well. Um, you have a good point, Robert. Why don't you just stop and stop resisting? If you don't resist, you're not going to get beat up. Um, another perspective is there's a retired judge that works at the homeless shelter here, volunteers. And he said, you know, the unions are extremely strong in California. And and there are times, like I've heard horror stories about Ventura County, that the cops kind of do whatever they want because the, the police union is so strong. It needs to be reformed, but the police union has so much lobbying power with the legislature that they can start getting away with bad things i.e. Rodney King. Um, Every situation is different. I'm glad there's body cams so that the truth can be told. What can be done about this? Well, what about about mistakes, professional errors, okay? Engineers make mistakes. Doctors make mistakes. Accountants make mistakes. Surgeons make mistakes. Um, It's a dentist make mistakes. I mean, I've heard a story where they... Uh, left a small scissors inside somebody's stomach. Um, you know, there are errors here. Doesn't mean all cops are bad. My good fortune in this small town I live in, you get to know the cops, and they know you, and uh, particularly homeless shelter, we've had to kick people off the land and remove people from the shelter. They like us. We like them. We get to know them, and you end up talking with them. I remember one time uh, after we had we served a notice on somebody that shouldn't have been on our land, the cops were saying, yeah, you know, we're talking, hey, how you doing, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Something, something came up, and he said, yeah, and Epstein, wasn't, and Epstein wasn't murdered. You know, we're all laughing because it's so obvious Epstein was murdered. But, you know, when you get to know the cops, that's another perspective. Um, there was a sheriff's deputy that uh, he had a Bible study, and I – my son and his son liked each other, and they'd kind of play, and he'd invite me over for hot dogs and let the kids play and what have you. And he, I really got to understand his perspective. Um, yeah, when somebody goes back into their into their car and they're hastily moving about, that's pretty dang scary. The, the most frightening thing they have to do is traffic stops. And that's why I always put my hand at 10 and 2 um, – it depends on the situation, but I'll reach in the glove box, grab my license. I'll have I'll have my in my hands. I'll have driver's license, insurance, and registration, and my hands are up on the steering wheel at like uh, ten and two, and I'm just I just sit there. And the officer asked, "Why did you do that?" As well, you know, I know Officer Pike. That's his name. And says, this is a very scary thing for you guys. So I figured for your safety, I would make myself as, at least as, as least threatening as possible. He says, oh, I really appreciate that. saw a traffic stop one time, and I pulled over just to watch. And the officer says, hey, you got to you know, stand back over here. I'm like, okay. So 
he let the guy go, and then he, he comes talk to me. What was that? He asked, what are you doing? I said, I'm being a neutral observer. And we talked afterwards. I said, I'm, I'm being a neutral observer for both of your protections. And he's like, oh, okay. I appreciate that. And we had a little conversation that was nice. Um, so the obvious where I'm leaning is, is cops are bringing forth civil order, which means we can li- live our lives in peace. How much training have they had? How much more do they have? This is where it gets extremely complicated but I did want to point something out about Minnesota. Um, how to resolve a lot of these quickly so we don't have riots. Um, and I've actually been working on some legislation. I, George Floyd, I got working on it then, then I got distracted with the COVID and then the election integrity. But anyway, we need Minnesota doesn't allow the grand juries to investigate um, murder by law enforcement. They struck that down several years ago, and so did California, which is the stupidest thing they could do. Because what needs to happen, I call it the King Grand Grand Jury, uh, after Rodney King, Martin Luther King, and and finally uh, Bad King gone, which brought forth uh, one of the first grand juries in 1215 Magna Carta. When I call it the King Grand Jury, what they do, what needs to be done, is you have a grand jury that's on call specifically for police brutality and or murder. And the grand jury runs the entire investigation. That has been their historical power anyway, case law, case law in history, and more case law. Boston Massacre, the grand jury, had an indictment of the British soldiers within eight days. First indictment was handed down. They handed out the rest of the month of March in 1870. And it brought peace and they went to trial, the officers did, um, nine officers, seven of them got acquitted, who their defense attorney was John Adams, who would later become president. Two of the uh, British officers gave the command to shoot, and they got the death sentence. But the grand jury got on right away. Now, with the King Grand Jury, they're on call, boom, you got the situation, maybe it takes 100 signatures to invoke the King Grand Jury, and they're already – signed up they're already convened by a judge now they get busy they do the act they do all the investigation they hear both sides and then when they come to a uh a conclusion in their investigation um you one of two things they'll either say no true well one of three things one is a no true bill which is you're not being sent to trial but they would have a town hall meeting they would have a town hall meeting the press can be there people can answer questions Three or four grand juries, a judge and a prosecutor. It's a public town hall where, okay, we're if this is a no true bill that we're not going to indict because here's some evidence that we saw and we want to display it up on the screen. And remember, we're not law enforcement. We're the grand jury. We're composed of people, everyday people from the community. Okay. Now, if it's an indictment, sending him to trial, then they can say, yeah, we after our we're sending him to trial. He gets a second chance for. An acquittal, but we are sending him to trial. Now, Oregon does this quite consistently. Like in Medford, Oregon, there was a study of seven of these situations, police brutality and or murders. And uh, they've done a pretty good job, but they don't have a town hall meeting to express to the public what the public asks questions. All right. Why are we not doing this? Why didn't Minnesota strike that out of their 
statutes. Why did California strike that out of the statutes? Because now you're in a worse position because you're having law enforcement investigate the murder by law enforcement. Oh, we can bring in a special prosecutor. Oh, we can do this and we can – no. You're still law enforcement. The fox is guarding the hen house, and you bring in more fox to investigate the situation. No, 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 no. We need to have an independent third body and then uh, a town hall meeting, and there you go. It can bring a lot of peace because if you have, say, a few people from that neighborhood, say it's a real rough neighborhood in Minneapolis, and I've actually been to Minneapolis. It's freaking cold in the middle of winter, like 20 below, 30 below. Anyway, but, oh, look, there's my neighbor. Uh, I've seen her before. She works, works at the grocery store. She's on the grand jury. She knows the neighborhood. Um, I can even talk to her later about why they didn't indict or why they did indict. Um, and another thing, the third thing they can do, like with Ferguson, Missouri, the grand jury could investigate. Why is there so much angst towards the cops? Why are public relationships going public relations going sour? Why is the public so upset with the cops here? Well, it's because the cops in Ferguson were issuing tickets right and left and left and right and right and left so that they could raise the money for a new police station and a new courthouse. Dan Jansen, we've had him on the show years ago, he was boots on the field interviewing people. So what was happening in Ferguson, people were getting tickets. He normally was like 35 mile an hour, and they dropped it down to 25, ticket, 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 ticket. People were so bogus they weren't going to court, and they were getting an arrest warrant for not showing up at a traffic ticket. So a grand jury could say, hey, this ticket quota needs to stop, and it needs to stop now. And they can make recommendations like take the speed limit signs and put them back to what they used to be because you're creating a lot of division and angst with the public. The grand jury is an incredible instrument of peace. It really is. And so so then people stop trusting law enforcement. And already it's an us versus them. It's an insecure. It's, oh, my gosh, am I going to get shot? Am I not? Hands up. You know, don't shoot. Okay, well, that's kind of a good idea. Hands up, don't shoot. You're not resisting. So there's this many multiple aspects of this whole situation. There has to be reform of some kind. Um, but what is going on in the public schools? Are people fomenting um, hate towards law enforcement? You go to church. They, the churches certainly don't do that. Uh, you don't hear many pastors that uh, did a suicide by cop thing. <laughs> I just boy, I got some election integrity stuff I want to tell you about when we uh I get another chance let some other people speak. Did Robert fall asleep? <laughs> no, asleep? I'm here. I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. That was my cue, Kelly. Uh, you were supposed to play my theme song, Eye of the Tiger, for me to get back up. So I didn't have any energy. I apologize. I didn't get in my. I didn't have my theme song played. That's okay. I'm back on, Kelly. Always a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, missed you, Kelly, last week because you only came after midnight. I don't know how you got to sneak into ba- uh, Bards after uh, Logic. Uh, I think you're the first person ever on the show that snuck in after twelve. Um, if you have any hinters of how I can do that in the future, FYI, 
uh, Robert's not listening, right? Of course not. Robert's going to the whole show. Before He's not the listening. Final hour. That's how. And I just waited. Oh, okay. Oh man. Okay. I thought it was like a. Yeah, he just chimed. Yeah, he just like chimed. That. He called in before. He just chimed in after. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll have to come up with another better way of doing it, I guess, if it exists. But no, no. I mean, I agree with everything that's being said. Look, I'm I'm frustrated. You know. To the point where, like I said, I turn on the news, I cringe. I don't even want to. I don't even want to turn on the news anymore because it's everything is just bad. Everything is just horrible. It's like everything's falling apart. You know, I, I maybe can now tolerate an hour or two, and you know, now I'm just going back to HBO, Showtime, Netflix, anything to keep my sanity. Uh, because well, sometimes watching too much of this garbage is I'm losing my sanity, Robert. I'm starting to lose it because. Every day I put it on, it's a new scandal, it's something new, and it's always worse than the, the previous one. And it's like, is this world going to – falling apart? Is it going to hell? I don't know, Robert. It's just it's agonizing. I'm well, I hate, to do this to you. I hate to do this to you, uh, Joseph, because I'm doing it to me. It's going to be – it's going to happen to me too now. I found an older art, um, article. It's not on the Bard's Logic website, uh, but we do have others at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, but one of the things you were talking about tonight is, and uh, with 252, uh, we see you want to chime in. I'll bring you in the green room in a moment uh, uh, just to get your name there, and then we'll get you into the show. And not to burst your bubble, but I do got a, a, an article here, and then we'll uh, – Bring it back to you, Joseph and, and Kelly, while I get uh, Eric K252 in the green room. Is that, again, I hate to burst your bubble, and I'm going to be bursting mine. Uh, but, you know, part of the opening comments of the show, I was talking about, you know, organizations that are, you know, working together with this regime uh, to, you know, basically destroy our rights. Well, I got an article here. This is back in Fe- article from February that I found. And again, it's not at the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. It's, it's not part of the, the newsroom, but it says, here are nearly 200 big corporations working with Biden to destroy your Second Amendment rights. So there are nearly 200 big corporations working with Joe Biden to take your Second Amendment rights, and here you'll find out just who they are. And one of those on there. You're not going to like to hear, Joseph, and neither did I when I read this. And I'm sure there's going to be a few, but you'll see which ones succinctly in a few minutes. The list comes from the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, which set out to monitor Biden and the left's growing effort to destroy the Second Amendment by using unconstitutional regulations, executive orders, and backdoor rules to take your rights away from you by stealth. Uh, we, quote, we, when we started this project last year, we were actually surprised and in some cases disappointed at some of the businesses we added to the list, CCR, KBA Chairman Alan Gottob said last week. We discovered several brand-name businesses and corporate leaders who evidently have nefarious agenda to limit gun rights. Their current and potential patrons should have the knowledge of what hard-earned dollars are actually funding. Uh, Gottlieb added, they have also compiled 
their list of constitution-hating companies so that consumers can make an informed decision on where to spend their money. Uh, we encourage people to buy products from companies they uh, excuse me from companies they can count on. Poor efforts aimed at curtailing constitutional rights. He added, by providing this information, we hope gun-owning customers are making reasonable decisions about which businesses to patronize. This might convince some businesses to rethink their core values. We're not calling for boycotts of these companies. I am. <laughs> I say we do because the only way to affect these people is through their wallets. Uh, he insisted businesses and people who own them can support whatever kind of philosophy they want, and gun-owning uh, consumers can likewise not spend money with any of those firms. Let the marketplace decide. Over 100 million American gun owners represent a sizable uh, customer block, and they will decide where to spend their money. And uh, 252, I'll get you in the green room in a little bit. Uh, and then while uh, Kelly and uh, Joseph uh, discusses, and let's see, uh, welcome Ashley uh, to uh, the chat. Uh, anyway, so here, folks, is a list that's not all you know, inclusive, but here's the list that the CCRKBA has assembled so far. And it's, it's a long list, but I'm – I'm going to read through them, okay? And some of these are going to be like, what? i never heard of them, and some of them you'll be familiar. One in particular, uh, Joseph, 2020 Vision, A&M Records, Alley Corporation, Alphabet Inc., Amalgamated Bank, Ambition, AMC Theater. Well, there it is if you want to go watch a movie. Uh, AOL Time Warner, Aerial Investments, LLC, Artsy. Uh, Ascend.io, Aspiration, AT&T. I'm so glad I got rid of AT&T last year. Uh, Aurora, AutoZone, so for those who work on your own car. Backpack, Bad Robot, which is some kind of movie firm or whatever. Bain Capital, our good friends from Bain Capital. We all know that that's Romney's uh, – that, remember, that's, that's Romney's corporation. Bank of America, which they're getting their hands in a lot of stuff. Beeswax, Begin, Betaworks, Beyond Meat, Bloomberg LP, if that surprises anyone, uh, uh, Bonusly, whatever the hell that is, Brat, I don't know if that's uh, the dolls or what. I don't know if that's the Brat dolls. Uh, Bumble, don't really know what that is. Now, this one's going to affect me because I eat out, like, all the time, and I like Burger King, but it looks like Burger King is going to be off of my list of fast food. Uh, Cambly, Catch and Release, Canberra System, Chipotle, no, no, not Chipotle. I love Chipotle, but now I won't eat it. Uh, Circle Medical, ClassPass, Clearbit, Clever, Clockwise. This one's going to surprise you guys. CNN, Color Drama, Comcast, all those video games. Uh, Condé Nast, Costco, for all these people who would like to save money. Costco is on the list. Sorry to uh, to tell you. Uh, let's see who's other who's also made this list. Let's see eBay. Well, I, I went down a little bit. Uh, so Credit Karma. Oh boy. Oh man. See some of these I'm sure you've heard of. Crunchbase. Never heard of it. 
Carol Lake, Curtsy, Dannon. Oh, I, and you know what? And I have a, a, a four-ounce thing of Dannon yogurt in my refrigerator as we speak. Now, I guess it's going to find its way to the trash. Dick's Sporting No, Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, that's awful. See, I tell you, it's, it's hard to be patriotic, isn't it? Look at all these people that are, are signing on to take away our, you know, working with the Biden administration. Disney Company, DoorDash. Oh, my daughter's not going to like that. She DoorDashes all the time. Doxel, eBay. So all you people like to do eBay. Ecolab, which, ugh. I, I, I know a place to do that, but there's really not much you can do about it. Edelman, Electra Labs, Emerson Collective, Enterprise. So that's the car place. Eventbrite. Oh, my gosh, Eventbrite. Uh, that's it's getting to the point, folks. We're not going to be able to do anything. Farmstead, Full Picture, Fundera, the Gap Inc., Gateway Computers, GE, so no more light bulbs, I guess. See, some of these things are unavoidable. That's why I said earlier on in the show that uh, – Nope, we lost Kelly. Hopefully we get him back in. Um, that's why I said in the beginning of the show, they're, they're making it so difficult because they're going to become in every aspect of our life, and so we're going to have to kind of go along with it because they've just integrated themselves uh, to that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, – it's, it's a much longer list, and we're going to get more throughout the show. There's still over you know two hours left. I'll keep uh, here where we stop at GE. Now, there's many more, but let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Joseph, and then I'm going to get uh, – oh, well, yeah, Ashley. Um, Connor, we're going to – well, John Connor, uh, well, there's going to be more names. And the reason why I'm bringing up these names, John, I understand it could be boring, uh, but we try to be entertaining, sure, um, but we also want to be informative. And I bet a lot of these companies that I named that are working together with the Biden administration, you know, to help to curtail our Second Amendment rights, yeah, the list will never end. <laughs> yeah, you're right, John. The list of the way, it's a pretty long list. But people need to be informed, okay? Yeah, please post the list. Well, I, I could try to post it in the chat, and maybe I'll, and maybe I'll do that. But not everyone's going to be able to get to the chat. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll post it in the chat for you, but not everyone's going to be able to read the chat because this is, you know, podcast as well. So a lot of folks will be listening to the podcast, uh, so they won't have the benefit of like you do, John, of the uh, of the chat. And then, yes, uh, Ashley, this is cancel culture. What they're trying to do is they're trying to control our culture by becoming – these companies becoming so ingrained and that we need their products and services so much, and we're so used to using them. Then they can integrate themselves in our political system, and then they can start boycotting place, places like Georgia because they don't like their voting laws. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it over to you, uh, Joseph. I'm going to bring area code 252 into the green room just to get your name. And then we'll uh, continue on. Uh, I, I do want to get to some more of the list, but, of course, we want to get people uh, as well. And, yes, I agree with you, John, with, you know, hey, let's talk about you know, how we can stop these people. But in order for us to stop them, we've got to know who these people are that we've got to stop. But let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Joseph, and uh, I'm going to be in the green room with Harry K. 252. Uh, no, you hit the nail on the head, Robert. Uh, you know, big tech uh, has had a – 
major influence uh, in the general elections of last year. Uh, and big tech is uh, on a rampage. They're trying to do something they've never done in the history of their corporations, and which is to silence uh, conservatives. Um, you know, all the facts are there. Uh, people can come to their own conclusions based on the facts. And um, that is the sad truth and reality. And I'll uh, defer back to you, Robert. And uh, you can burst my bubble anytime. No worries. No harm, no foul. Well, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I missed quite what you said. So I was in the green room with Aunt, uh, Randy from North Carolina. And so let's go ahead and welcome Randy. Thank you very much, Randy, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Very well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, you're welcome. Um, I really wanted to. I know you guys are talking about the the how they're trying to do away with our our Second Amendment, and that is uh, um, very dangerous. But I think the the thing that is is more dangerous at the moment is the uh, the our 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 our, um, our economy. What's happening is they're devaluing the American dollar and giving away money. They just keep printing out money. And what's happening is we're gonna we're gonna hit hyperinflation here very soon, um, and it's already happening here in North Carolina. We just had uh, I just was at Home Depot and there was a sheet of 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 of, of a four by eight plywood OBS and it was usually about forty bucks, forty eight dollars at the most. It's one hundred and eight dollars. Whoa. Uh, yeah, for one sheet. Um, but so they're trying to they're trying to chip away at our at our uh, at our livelihood. They've also done uh, they're trying to outlaw munging as well, which is uh, unheard of. Which here in North Carolina we take that very serious. Um, so I mean, I don't, do you guys are you guys familiar with munging? Well, yeah. What well, I mean, it, it it kind of was showing itself a little bit about when they start, you know, oh. There's a court, you know, with, with the whole COVID thing, how they try to tie this with COVID, I don't know, but, oh, there's a coin shortage. Now, how in the hell is there a coin shortage, you know, because, uh, yeah, because of COVID? I mean, a coin shortage. But I think that's where yeah. it, it started, you know, is, you know, well, we, and then we're, we're not going to, we can't accept dollar bills now because we, don't, we can't give out change. So well, you know, there's no, try to, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. Oh, no, 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 I was just going to say that, you know, I wonder if that's kind of a way to try to, you know, segue us into that, where, well, you know, because I think they want to do is they want to get us on, they want to do a reset. And they want to reset to have us on some type of credit system is what I think Correct. they're trying to head us to. I, I agree. Some type, of, uh, some type of digital currency where they can track everything. Uh, if you try to go to, these, to your silver stores or, you know, where you can buy silver or gold, I I, uh, I encourage you to call them and ask them if they have any one ounce silver coins, and you'll find that they're completely out. But uh, to kind of kind of uh, circle around back to uh, here in North Carolina, uh, in regards to munging, they're they're trying to do away with munging as well. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Are you familiar with munging? With money, you're saying? No, mu- no munging. M u n g i n g. No, actually, I'm not. Oh, well, I'll explain what it is. What it is, it's it's essentially. I'll post it in the in the in the chat as well. What happens is it's it's when essentially a, a group of us, we're a big group of, of friends that get together, 
and we go through the obituary and we dig up a dead body of a female and we gangbang it and all of us come inside of it. All righty, all righty. Lips of the vagina. Okay, see, we have somebody who, okay, I gotcha. So you have somebody who's serious, right? They they, they talk about stuff and then they uh, then they get don't get serious anymore. Okay, Randy, or whatever your name is. Um, all right, well. Another whack uh, job. It ceases to amaze me. And you know, Robert, in my experience, most people who pull that kind of stunt, they have a very pathetic life. They have nothing better else to do in their life. Their life is miserable. So they have nothing better to do than to act like three-year-olds and call into a show or a podcast because they have nothing better to do. Their life is miserable, and they project that upon other people. But it's just amazing. Wow, Randy. Jeez, I, I, I would have thought I would hear that from a fifth grader. Jeez, you're so mature. If you have a wife well, I or already girlfriend hung up or on children, him. I'm sure I, they're I, proud I, of you, Randy. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I already, I already, I already hung up on them. Um, and, and the thing is, is, folks, you know, I see other folks coming in the chat. I can tell you this now. I mean, I can. Delete, you know, I can delete you out of the chat. I can also, you know, you know, and it sends a report of your IP address and things of that nature. So I'm just giving you a heads up. If you want to come in here and get and get silly, fine. But if you, uh, I mean, if you do put it in the chat, I can always, you know, report your IP address. I don't like doing that. I think it's a waste of my time, and frankly, it's a waste of your time. Um, yeah, you might think it's funny. You might think, oh, hey, you know, I got this on this podcast. Funny, fun, you know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, let's go ahead and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. The man, he, he, he does, you know, does need some help. I mean, uh, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, it's. But anyway, uh, so we, we got a Skype caller. I might put you in the green room. Who knows? We'll see. We might get a – sometimes we get a rash of these. Sometimes that'll be uh, uh, done with Joseph, and and, that, and that's okay. You know, I mean, it's I, – I, I, you know, I'm not offended by it. It don't really bother me. It don't make me angry. Frankly, I kind of – I think it's, you know oh, – oh, no, I'm not saying it's one of you, John. I'm just saying that uh, from from the chat. I'm not, I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying that. We have had people who've come into the chat where, you know, they, they, they start talking and then, of course, they throw out profanities and stupid stuff. And then, I mean, generally I just, you know, I can, I can erase their comment. You know, I can trash it, you know. Or uh, if I want to take one step further, I can, you know, go ahead and have their IP address reported and have them banned from the site, which, you know, frankly I don't want to do. You know, because, I mean, they're not affecting me any, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, but if it's more of an annoyance and I just don't feel like dealing with it or putting up with it anymore, then I'll just, I'll just ban them and have their IP address reported. I'm not saying it's you, John, or anyone else that's in the, uh, that's in the chat. But we've had it happen, so, you know, just, just saying. So we got Kelly back. Uh, Kelly, push the one on the number dial when you'd like to get in. Um, and so, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a couple other, uh, callers tonight. Uh, so we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And so what I was mentioning earlier, 
is uh, let's go ahead and bring uh, Kelly back in. And I've got a couple people here in the green room. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get you in. We'll see if uh, we're having a, a funny night. Uh, okay. So Ashley says, Randy works for a man named Joseph Gibson. Gibson paid Randy to prank call your show. Well, well at least he made some money from it. <laughs> well, uh, Ashley, how much did he make? <laughs> I hope he made. Hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a capitalist here. If someone's gonna get paid, let me tell you something. If someone's gonna get paid, if someone's gonna actually pay someone to call into Bart's Logic to prank the show, you know what? More power to them. That's fine. I'm I'm glad they're able to make, uh, you know, just make make some money. So, uh, all right, Kelly, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna get into the well, green room and see what other kind of fun yeah. we can have. Go ahead. Well, if somebody's that desperate for money, I guess they got a new form of employment. Um, gee. Hey, well, I guess COVID, might... man, maybe that maybe they have to. Maybe COVID, you know, maybe because of the the Biden administration, or they have uh, a Democrat governor that has made it so their economy is so bad that they've lost their job. They have to make money somehow. So, I, I guess that's one well, way of doing it. Well, that might be better than welfare, but you know, as long as serious. The more we downplay it, the more they'll leave us alone, you know, kind of like when the people called from San Francisco and the guy was a gay pastor and he was talking about after church. It, it's like, come on, guys, that's just funny. So over the top. But anyway, all right, let's go back to gun control. I guess I'm not going to be eating a Burger King for a while. I'm going to tell a bunch of friends. What's the name of that website again, Robert, that lists all these uh Anti-gun or the gun-grabbing corporations. What's the website again? Robert. And there is another moment of silence once again. Robert. Okay, well, let's see. Before I get into the more about gun control, of course, it's the ability to shoot what you aim at. A lot of people are afraid with guns because they haven't used them. If you use a gun, you know, go do some target plinking. You know, yes, you got to operate the gun very safely. And you can take hunter safety courses and other things, so that fear is is not so strong. But anyway, um, you know, Hitler, or uh, Stalin didn't take the guns until he could, and then he did. Hitler didn't take the guns until he could, and then he did. Mao didn't take the guns until he could, and then he did. Castro didn't take the guns until he could, and then he did. Pol Pot didn't take the guns until he could, and then he did. And the total number of government killing their own citizens because they were unarmed, this is on Jews for Preservation of Firearms, uh, jfpo.org. I think it's over 60 million people have been killed by their own government. And uh, it's not genocide. Well, Hitler's was genocide with the Jews, but he also killed other Germans that opposed him. Um, and if you were a German and you were of the Nazi party and longstanding, you've got to have a gun. But everybody else, nope, sorry. So the total number, it's called democide when your government kills its own people. It's well over 60 million people. So it's a deterrent of accountability, obviously. The founders thought it would be a very good idea. 
and it's worked pretty well ever since. Yamamoto, it's not just to hold your government accountable, it's to prevent an invasion. Yamamoto, the famous Japanese admiral who orchestrated Pearl Harbor attack, said I would, and he traveled and lived in America. He looked on a number of things, but he he said, I would never invade America. There's a, a gun behind every blade of grass. And so, oh, look at the Chinese. You know, they they were really not China as we know it now, but when Japan invaded, um, they weren't very well armed, and the army wasn't so good, and the Japanese were just conquering China like crazy. Um, they had Japanese had tanks and airplanes way to their advantage. Um, back then, before Mao and the communist idea, the Chinese were pretty much, except for the um, Mongolian conquest, they were they were pretty much a peaceful people, keep to themselves. And so, when you have the idea that, oh, let's just you know be really peaceful, bam, Japan came in and did horrific things, and they were killing people like crazy. Um, so there is a need for guns. Um, oh, but we're not going to take away your guns. Okay, you're going to restrict the rights to guns, and it's about impossible to get them. So where does that leave us? It leaves me not eating at Burger King or telling – and I'm going to tell a bunch of friends, hey, I don't think we should eat, eat at Burger King anymore. Why not? Because they're supporting gun-grabbing bills. I predicted this years ago that they would require a psychologist test, the Minnesota MMPI find something wrong psychologically with everything because it's a business tool. So therapists get more money, more business. You can't pass that test. So if, I, I saw this coming. That's probably one of their approaches. Well, you got to make sure you're, uh, you're, you're not, um, you know, mentally unstable. And a lot of military men have served their time. They were diagnosing them with PTSD, whether they had it or not, and that way they couldn't own guns down the road. In order for America to be conquered, they have to grab our guns. Oh, and what method? Oh, no, we're not grabbing your guns, but we are, but we double speak. It's so frustrating. So, um, and, oh, but no, we've we've evolved as a society, really. Really, look at... uh, Look at Antifa from last summer. Look at all the violence that's happened. We haven't evolved one bit. We probably went the other way. So, sorry, but, you know, that sweetheart grandmother, that this actually happened. Um, One guy broke into his house. She shot him six times. Didn't know who he was. What in the world did did this guy want with her? What did he want with her? Don't know. But she shot him six times, called the sheriff. Sheriff deputy comes out and says, why did you shoot him six times? She said, I ran out of bullets. Okay, well, he's in your house, Gail. Yeah, so it's a nice, great equalizer. So, you know, all right, we'll take the body out, man, in self-defense. Castle Doctrine, it was in your house. You don't even know him. Oh, he's got a criminal record. So for women, guns are a really good thing because somebody breaks into your house who knows what they want to do with you women? Who knows? And by the way, I know four liberals that bought – actually, three. Three liberals that told me, oh, don't tell anybody, but I bought a gun. Oh, really? I won't mention their name. But yeah, they, they bought guns. Um, one, one person uh, 
had death threats, so she bought a gun. Another, a bunch of uh, marijuana growers. This is local here. Uh, he was a client of mine, and he 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 bought a gun because of uh, a bunch of marijuanas grew in, uh, moved in the neighborhood, and just point blank scared him. Another one was because of bears in the neighborhood. Um, you know, but I also believe in the right to arm bears because you know what? It's so unfair. You got a thirty out six rifle versus a bear. That's just not fair. So I also believe in the right to arm <laughs> bears. I mean, you know, let's level the playing field here. Uh, let's not discriminate against the bears because they don't have guns. But anyway, I don't. You know what they ought to do? Like for, for this lady friend, liberal. She had a very hostile situation. She represent repossessed something that she had a loan on, and the guy's calling her up, making all sorts of threats and scaring her. And she had to go through the ten day waiting period thing. Well, what is she supposed to do for ten days? Borrow somebody's gun? What I'd like to see is um, quicker access by a judicial officer, a, a judge. Uh, a woman is being threatened, a stalker or whatever, an ex-boyfriend, whatever it is, okay? Um, I'd like to see where a judge – you can get an ex parte hearing, and the judge signs the order that instead of 10-day waiting period, you get the judge – you get the judgment today in writing. You walk over to the gun store, and you walk out with a gun. At least in California, that would be nice for people that really need it. Um, so I, I just, you know, if more people have guns, I think you'd see less crime. Oh, that's right. The studies show this. So Chicago, oh, we're getting rid of our guns and the crime rate skyrockets. I'm being repetitive because we've all heard this before. I, I just like, you know, why do the liberals, I mean, what's next? Knives and baseball bats? How about automobiles? Automobiles kill more people than guns do every year. You know, so are we going to have a 10-day waiting period to buy a truck or a car? I, I mean, what's next? Um, how about scissors? <laughs> I mean, how about butter knives? How about, you know, I'm just laughing here. Um, I, well, I don't know. Duct tape when you smother other people to death? I don't know. It, it's not the uh, classic. Hey, look, okay, liberals, you don't like guns. Don't buy one. That's what they say about abortion. Don't like abortion, don't have one. Okay, liberals, you don't like guns, then don't buy one. There's a, a, somebody, somebody had a bunch of guns, and he had a liberal neighbor. And he put a sign out in his yard with a big arrow. Um, the sign on the gun owner's store said, a gun owner's house, he said, I have many guns for self-defense. Now, my neighbor here to the left with the arrow has no guns. He's a better place to rob. The liberal neighbor came over and said, I want you to take that sign down right now. <laughs> so, well, so, we do have Henry on the line. We have Alberto first. We'll, we'll check them out. You know, we'll see if, uh, you know, see what they have to say. We'll see how – but Henry, uh, he's second, but we'll get Alberto first to what he's got to say. And, you know, but he's you know he's a, from California, like yourself, Kelly. You know, says he's from California, and uh, he says he's a Democrat, so it'll be interesting to to hear what he's got to say. 
uh, as he represents uh, the Democrats on on the line. So we'll see what type of representative uh, Henry is for the Democrats. But first, uh, we'll get uh, Alberta. We don't we don't want uh, political persuasion. Uh, Alberta's from, but we'll find out shortly, and we'll we'll go from there. So thank you very much, Alberta, for coming to the show. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, Fred. Uh, just uh, wanted to know, have you guys took it the back seat? Uh, I have not. No, me neither, because I have a friend that took it, and his son was a was a good uh, uh, ball player, and uh, and now he stutters. Uh, one side of his face is like. Uh, doesn't move, and I feel sad, you know, because uh, they're they're allowing these vaccines without being tested, you know. We're the test subjects, you know, and it's not right. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that's that. I think that's accurate. I mean, you know, we don't know exactly what's all in. Uh, these these vaccines. I'm not going to get it. My whole family's not going to get it. Uh, I, mean, I know I know folks who've had it. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what long term, if any, uh, detriments there are to it. I have heard some people who had some short term bad effects. Um, I know recently they just you know I think it was just today uh, they stopped Pfizer. Uh, you know they, they stopped you know put a stop on not the Pfizer on the Johnson Johnson. Uh, shot, but yeah, it's not good, you know. And now they want to uh, track us with uh, some new seed from Microsoft, and it's not good, you know. Uh, the the Bible, yeah, I don't know if you are a, a believer, but the Bible talks about all this stuff, you know. Like you won't be able to buy or sell, you know. Yeah, it's well, I, I, mean, I, I particularly, Alberto, I mean, I particularly don't subscribe to that myself. Um, I, I am very familiar with, you know, you know, the mark of the beast and, and what you're talking about, not being able to uh, make any purchases. And, I mean, the, the, I mean, I do see where – I don't know whether it's prophecy that's coming through or it just, it's just mimicking what, a, you know, what some are saying a prophecy is. Like you know, I think Kelly subscribes to that, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind about it, though, to be honest with you. Is it a possibility? Yeah, it's, I think certainly it's a possibility, but yes, yes, it's just uh, it's just crazy, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna take the vaccine if it's mandatory. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but. I know a lot of people are not going to take it, and they're probably going to rebel against the government. Well, yeah. they may. I mean, yeah, yeah just yeah. try to force people to, to take vaccines. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, yeah. uh, my neighbor had problems after he had the vaccine, and then he got internal bleeding. He was in the hospital. He's home doing better. Um, but there's a local here. I'm trying to confirm the story, but he died. He was like 67 or 68, pretty strong, uh, healthy. Two days after he took the shot, he died. I just talked to a friend that moved to, I'm in California, but she moved back to Des Moines, Iowa. Her coworker, and I'm trying to get her on the show, Robert. Her coworker 
personally knew nine people that took the shot and died. Um, the wow. CDC, uh, yeah, I've got some other information about that. But the CDC has, uh, about this topic, the CDC has an incident reporting system, and um, within just a few months is already 38, I think it's called the uh, Vaccine Adverse Reaction System, V-A-R-S. You can look it up on CDC. I did a research on COVID-19 shot, and there's been 38,000 adverse reactions anywhere from, well, my neighbor, he's never been anemic. His blood cell, red blood cell count was normally 14 to 16, and it dropped down to eight after the shot. And, um, yeah, I warned him, but uh, the VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, VAERS system, 38,000 reports already, and some say only 1%. I didn't even know about the VAERS until I talked to a doctor about it three weeks ago, but uh, only 1% of the incidents are being reported. And as far as comparison, there actually are no viruses, the theory of vaccines, which I agree with, dead and weakened viruses so that your immune system has a, a better chance of quickly coding your antibodies and your antigens. Um, yeah, the theory is good, but it's run by big corporations that want to make a ton of money, and they have um, immunity by a law from Congress. And these really aren't vaccines. They're RNA sequence stuff. They're, this isn't officially called a vaccine yet. It's a clinical trial until uh, 2022. So, yeah, this caller, I like what he's suggesting. Why don't we let other human guinea pigs suffer and see what happens? So, I mean, we can always wait. I mean, my gosh, you got to, depending upon your age group, but you've got a 99% chance of of surviving even if you get COVID-19. Why? I mean, if, if you had a, a, if a person had a, a very low chance or 50-50, yeah, I could understand why they'd want to take the, the, take the shot. I didn't call it vaccine. Take the shot. Um, but if you've got a 99% recovery rate, why? I mean, and, and then you get all this pressure. Take the shot, take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. This isn't basketball. This is my body. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to get this gentleman some more thoughts of what he's, what also he knows and re- what has he researched. Yeah, and I had um, in Alberta went. We lost Henry. We, we lost Henry's call. Hopefully Henry calls back in. No, I mean I, I like getting a, you know, a Democrat point of view, liberal point of view, as long as they're respectful and don't try to put some things on the shelf. Um, but I had to mute the mic real quick, Alberta, because I did have some background noise coming from you. But uh, but we have it back on. Do you have a? It sounds like you have like a speaker going where I can hear a, hear a uh, little reverb there. It sounds like you took care of it. But go ahead, Alberta. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, for what what I hear, for what I hear is uh, the sh- the vaccine, the shot uh, has uh, some sort of nano technology, and uh, it's. It actually changes your DNA, uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? You know, I don't know. I I heard today from a yeah. couple of doctors a video somebody sent me that uh, it's 
I keep hearing the, the RNA sequence changes your DNA. I can't confirm that, but the what these doctors were saying, and they're pretty bold, that it destroys your immune system. Your natural immune system gets destroyed. Well, if that happens, then you get dependent upon the next vaccine and the next vaccine and the next vaccine. I mean, didn't God? Which makes you wonder if that's what the, that was the purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, wonder, but, there's a lot of there's a lot of connection. If you have a lot of vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, zinc, um, you have really boosted your immune system already. I take a lot of uh, oregano, and that helps boost the immune system too. It has carbacrol, which is an organic compound. So there's things you can do to naturally, without harm to your body, boost your immune system. Yes. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if that's going to destroy your uh, your immune system, then uh, you're you're just a goner then, you know. Uh, you're going to be dependent on all these vaccines after that. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, it does make you wonder if that's kind of shot. part of the plan, so to speak, is to just have like, oh, well, now you have to take these vaccines in order to, you know, be able to fight off, you know, whatever next that, you know, whatever comes down the pike instead of relying on your own, you know, your own body. Yeah. Oh, well, here's yeah, another thing I want to talk about this, too. So last March, you know, when this all got started, well, there's a couple things I want to throw out. I've been working with a group called the COVID-19 Research Team. And another thing, well, okay, back in March last year, I was researching the Spanish flu, a.k.a. the swine flu, Estimates are 40, 60, 80 million people were dying. And I'm watching these videos like, oh, my gosh, we could have a serious problem. I didn't know whether COVID-19 would be serious or not. People were dying within 12 hours of getting uh, the Spanish flu. And it's actually why Germany sued for peace in World War I. That was what caused the end of World War I because in Germany, people were just dying off like flies. And they didn't want to go to the factory because they didn't want to have any exposure. So Germany sued for, sued for peace, and that's what ended – the Spanish flu ended World War I in 1918. And then the soldiers, uh, they went back to all over the world and spread all over the world, in Boston and Philadelphia, um, Baltimore. They had to dig mass graves because the, the authorities in the, in the cities were not taking care of things, and they were in denial about it. But it got out of control, and people were – literally, there was mass graves. Um, ships had to – coming back from the war had to be quarantined out in the ocean for weeks and weeks, and they started burying one or two, and then they're having – they're burying burial, burial at sea, 10 people a day, 20 people a day. We're not seeing that. Yes, people die. I believe it's a real virus. It's a family of viruses. But you know what? We're not seeing that. We're not seeing that. So why are they trying to scare us? Oh, to get us to take a vaccine. Um, So anyway, it's just frustrating. Um, And I, you know, I stocked up on a bunch of food knowing I might be having to stay inside for a month or two. Well, guess what? It's kind of a nothing burger. Yes, people have died from that. I get that. 
and I'm sorry for people's losses, March 24th of last year, the CDC issued a memo, and they changed the reporting method. And March 24th, uh, well, prior to that, it was 17 years on how you would report a death. For example, say in 2019, uh, oh, let's go back to the H1N1 period. So your your comorbidities on the death certificate, you would have uh, congestive heart failure, diabetes, and then H1N1. After the memo, March 24th, it was corona, then it was congestive heart failure, then it was diabetes. And the CDC in doing this, they um, violated the Information Quality Act. They violated a number of laws and even the procedures. They just, here's a memo, all doctors all over the country uh, report as number one COVID-19. And we've heard the story, some kid falls down the stairs and it was COVID-19. It's all sorts of, and there's money involved. So hospitals are getting paid. The more they report, the more they test positive, the more they treat. It's really frightening. How, why did we buy this? Why did we let this happen? Of course, then you had vote by mail, which caused Trump to lose the election, uh, a big part of it. So at the same, well, anyway, it's really, what is going on here? And already uh, Bill Gates is planning for pandemic number two. Like, Really? Mm-hmm. So the next time, next time my son gets sick, I should take him to Microsoft because Bill Gates knows everything about medicine now. I'm like, come on! Right. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so we got some other callers. Just push the one on your uh, number dial, and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get you into the show. I want to go back to that, you know, that article. Uh, uh, you know, earlier, the head of those corporations that, you know, are working together with the Biden administration to, you know, behind the scenes curtail, you know, our gun rights. Uh, and uh, we left off with uh, GE, which is like, well, that's light bulbs, right? Well, and then there's Geico, which I have Geico for my, my daughter's, uh, uh, car insurance, so I guess I'll have to call them and be like, well, I'm changing out. Um, so there goes Geico. And then Goat Group, I don't know what Goat Group is. Okay, then there's Golden Graphic Packaging, Group 9 Media. And then we also have uh, uh, Gucci. Oh, no. Okay, I don't ever buy any Gucci, so I'm really. Guru. Okay, whatever. Here's one, folks. Hallmark cards. Now, why am I disappointed? Not that I buy very many Hallmark cards, to be honest with you. But I must uh, No, Alberto is still here. Okay, we have uh, someone in the in the chat asking if Alberto is still with us. Alberto is still with us. Um, and, uh, you know, welcome to the chat. <laughs> but uh, we got... Uh, Let's see, Hallmark, Hard Rock Cafe, kind of doesn't, you know, surprise me. Havas Group, never heard of them. HBO, does that surprise anybody? Hint Inc., don't know what that is. Hip Shot, don't know what that is. Hook, uh, Horizon Media, 
Humbition, Impossible Foods, Interpublic, Intuit. I've heard of Intuit. Jewer, J-O-O-R, don't know what that is. Jumbo Privacy, Cabbage, Inc., Kadena, Kanga, Knowable. I've heard of that. Lattice. Oh, no, Levi Strauss. No more Levi. I guess I'm buying cheap jeans. Um, Lucent Technologies, Lyft. Uh, Lyft, Metaprop, MetLife. So any of those out there who have MetLife insurance, uh, then uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're really, some of these getting it, you know, pretty integral. Um, Microsoft, now, we, uh, that's the bad thing. If you can't do a damn thing about Microsoft, Modern Fertility, that kind of bothers me, but um, MongoDP, don't know what that is. Of course, this one's not going to surprise anybody. MSNBC, <laughs> that's not going to surprise anybody. People who are working with the Biden administration to uh, curtail our Second Amendment rights. MTV, that doesn't surprise anybody. NBC Universal, NCR, Neighborland, Newscred, News Next Door. I mean, some of these I never heard of. Um, Oak Tree Capital, Obendorf Enterprises, Oceans, Offer Up, Otka, Omnicron Group, Open Path, Panera Bread, which they're overpriced and don't taste that good anyway. Um, so who cares? I mean, it's like, oh. Let's see, PayPal, that's going to hurt. Who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't use PayPal? Um, Pinterest, huh? Play-Doh Design, Postmates, Presto, Prima, Progressive Insurance. Now, I had Progressive when I was younger, until I realized when they say Progressive Insurance, they really are. I mean, their company is owned by by, by Progressive, by Liberal. So I got rid of them real quick. Were they cheaper? Yeah, they were. But I did. Get- <laughs> Once I found out, I did get I did get rid of them. Um, again, I know you know people are like, oh, it's well. Actually, the, the funny thing is, is the guy who said, oh, you reading off that list is boring. Which I get, it's not very exciting stuff, but people got to know. Um, there's also someone who I think might have been one of those uh, liberals who were trying to sabotage uh, our show. Not that they can really do that, <laughs> but. Um, uh, Plubis Group, Quartzy, Reddit. Oh, I hate to hear that about Reddit. Uh, Ribbon Health, R-O, Roo, Roo, Woodstock. Oh, no, not Royal Caribbean Cruises. Uh, RXR Realty, uh, Sarah Lee. Oops, I don't eat that anymore. Self-Made, Shoptique, Showtime Cable, Glab, Sift, uh, Skillshare, SkySafe. Small Door, Smart Assets, SnapDocs, Inc., Solve.io, Sonic, Southwestern Bell, Splash, Square, and Twitter. No surprise. Squarespace, Standard Bots. I just had this tonight, and I guess it's the I guess tonight is the last the tuna fish hoagie from Subway that I'm going to eat. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. No more Subway for Rob. And I literally just had that tonight. I literally just had that tonight. Oh, no, I'm out. no more Subway. Sundia Corporation, Sunlight Sewer Plastic Survey Monkey. Ah, no. I tell you what, this hurts. I don't know about you folks out there, but this stuff really hurts me. Because I tell you what, 
third love. I don't know what that is, but I just thought I'd try to make a funny sound of the um this Open Space Inc., Thrive Capital, Thrive Global, Thundercore, Tillable. Now, guys, I know this is going to hurt a lot of our Bard's Logic, After Dark, Aficionados. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Just kind of ignoring uh, this guy in chat because he doesn't have anything really. And uh, we got somebody from 614. I think that's uh, Ohio. And we're going to uh, get you in the green room soon. Uh, and before I do that, we'll uh, let me finish this one, and then I'll go. But anyway, to our Large Logic After Dark aficionados, I hate to tell you that this company that made it to the list is Tinder. So if you're a Tinder fan, then... Sorry, guys, maybe even some of the gals out there, Tinder is on the list. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, but anyway, we'll get back uh, to that. Um, Joseph, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in. I'm going to get uh, 614 into the green room, get your name, and then uh, we'll continue on. Go ahead, Joseph. Hey, pleasure to be back on. I'm on, I'm on. So... Uh... <laughs> That was an interesting uh, – this has been an interesting episode, I don't have to say. I don't think we've had this much fun and excitement. Uh, I think the last time we had uh, Whack Job call into the show was – do you remember when it was the Republican National Convention and we had about four uh, on the same show? So, yeah, yeah, Randy, okay, all right. That's okay. Hey, that means we're doing everything right. That's okay. Uh and um but I like what that other um caller had to say. Uh, I I'm I'm so sorry. I forgot his name and you caller called in uh the Democratic caller. Geez, that's uh, and then phrase it that way. Alberto, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I like what Alberto had to say. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. You are a lifesaver. Uh, I like what Alberta had to say about the vaccines, and uh, because this is crazy, it's it's like it's 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 like the Nazis when you had to carry your identification cards. I mean, have we gone back in time? I feel like okay, uh, get the vaccine so you could have a COVID nineteen passport. And why do I need a COVID nineteen passport? Oh, we'll make your life easier. You could get through airports easier. You don't have to be quarantined. It's like, yeah, tell that to the Jews who you had to make them carry identification cards so that the Nazis would know that you were not German. Right. No, I mean, that's, that's, Ooh, that's crazy. Oh, man, um, that's a great analogy there, uh, Joseph. Man, that's a great thanks. analogy. It, it, it is because, I mean, every time I think about it, that's exactly what the Nazis did. That's how they were able to distinguish who were the Germans and who were the German Jews or the undesirables. They forced everyone to walk around with their identification cards, and basically it was like a little mini passport with their photo and their name. They even forced you know, pure Aryan Germans to walk around with it. So if an SS officer stopped them, you know, they would be in the clear. Hey, no, I'm I'm pure German, I'm Aryan, and, you know, I, I got the pass. And that's what the left-wing party has become. It, it, it's turned into the Nazi regime. And, I, and I'm not hyperbolizing it. If you look at the facts, um, you know, look how Hitler got to power and look how he maintained power, you know. 
first he got rid of uh, you know the media, and there was only state-sponsored media, and censored the the newspapers. So there was no free, you know, there were there weren't any newspaper outlets that could report the truth. It was just state-sponsored propaganda uh, by Joseph Goebbels. Uh, and then they have the nerve to turn around and call us Nazis. Yeah, right. You may want to look well, up history and kind of revisit that. Well, if there's one thing, I've got Dr. Peter Paul Ventura from Ohio. He is a, uh, a, a doctor of uh, theology and religious studies. We're going to have him on shortly. But yeah, but that's what the uh, that's what the the leftists they're they're masters. They're masters at projection, and that and, and it's smoke and mirrors. I mean, that's what they do. They point away from themselves onto other people. And we did lose Alberta's call, so uh, hopefully we'll hear back uh, from Alberta again sometime. Uh, if you listen to the podcast or are still listening out there, Alberta, thanks for coming to the show. Uh, we hope to have you back. But I mean, but they are they're masters at projection. I mean, and that's what they do. They try to put whatever they're guilty of. And they try to project it on to, you know, you conservatives, Republicans, thing, you know, uh, those groups. So it's, it's, it's amazing. And, but, of course, you have, uh, you know, propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, the media, that, of course, you know, supports it. But let's go ahead and give uh, Dr. P. Paul Ventura a try. Uh, thank you very much uh, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Good evening. This is Dr. Peter Paul Ventura, and I'm actually from Imperial Beach, California. I have an a Ohio number, but I'm doing a great oh, yeah, how, how uh, is an Ohio number, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, like I said, I am from Imperial Beach. I picked up a – I've had this phone number for, uh, I want to say, for over 13 years now, and uh, it's just uh, – I've been I've been using this phone number uh, just uh, to not lose my contacts, but uh, I've, uh, once I uh, changed carriers, this is the uh, at the time I was passing through uh, through Central Ohio, and that's uh, this is the number I was able to acquire. But uh, nevertheless, I uh, I agree with you guys on lots of the topics that you have been uh, covering, and uh, I just thought I'd uh, I wanted to. Uh, the uh, I wanted to ask you the uh, the companies that you were reading off now uh, are they uh, I, I didn't catch uh, what they were involved in or why you uh, you were mentioning them. Yeah, certainly, uh, it's, it's from an article I have here. These are companies that have uh, the corporations that have joined with the Biden uh, administration to curtail. Uh, you know, Second Amendment rights, and you know, working to you know, type of you know, gun control, uh, things of that nature. And these are uh, corporations that, unfortunately, have been showing support to, to the regime uh, for that. Oh, very well, very well. Yes, well, I understand. And the, uh, you know, I just read uh, an article, something very interesting, and uh, I'm not one to uh, to to dig into or to uh, believe uh, conspiracy theory, but this one really did catch my eye. Um, uh, and, and I, I thought it'd be interested, interesting, I'm sorry, interesting if I pointed this out. The, um, and you've probably brought this up on your show before, it's just new to me and I apologize if I'm being redundant on 
something that you have said. The uh, the there's a reason why uh, they are no longer teaching cursive in uh, schools. And uh, are you aware of why this is? Well, personally, I don't. I mean, I think if they're not teaching cursive in schools any any longer, I think it's a good idea. I mean, no one uses it anymore except for a signature. I don't think that. Okay, I, I, well, personally, I think cursive is a wasted well, class. Well, let, let let me stop you right there. Do you realize that the Constitution is read, written in uh, cursive? Well, yeah, but we don't. But but as something that's something we use today. You know, I, I say that, you know, it's a skill if you want to, you know, learn it, but I think that classroom time could be better spent than, than teaching cursive. But uh, are, are you saying that the Constitution is not important? Then? Oh, gosh, no, certainly not. No, just learning how to write okay. it, learning how to write cursive is something I think it's a skill that uh, we really don't need anymore. That's that's all I'm saying for that. Okay. Uh, uh, at, I was in agreement with that uh, prior to uh, this coming across my desk. And uh, if uh, if you are not aware of the Constitution, you cannot read it. If I put a piece of paper in front of you and say, Google, when someone looks up our Constitution, I want you to bring this up. And there's stuff that I can change, doctor or alter, that will not be relevant to the original Constitution then uh, you will believe what Google says or what I have set forth in front of you because you have not looked at the original document. So uh, it's kind of like the uh, even the Bible itself. It, over the years, how much has it changed? Uh, but imagine the Constitution changing. For example, you brought up the Second Amendment. One or two words, if one or two words were changed in the Second Amendment, do you know how drastically it would change our our Second Amendment. Uh, we're we're listening to hear what you know what changes it w- you know would make that would make that happen. Well, let's just say uh, someone threw in uh, a certain caliber guns, certain type of guns, certain type of arms. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you know we, you're not allowed to uh, you you can you're you got the right to bear arms except an automatic weapon. I just put three words in there, and what does that do to our Second Amendment? Well, certainly, yeah, you could, it actually limits, yeah, it, it limits the right. Okay, and then, uh, and then you, a couple years later, we alter it and say, uh, no, uh, only handguns. And then a couple years later, uh, certain caliber. And you see where I'm going by by the end by the in a couple hundred years we will all be owning twenty twos, if that. So my point is that we need to know. It goes back to the old saying, "He who does not know his history is damned to repeat uh, any mistakes." And I think it's very important for this and this alone that we at least, uh, or at the at the very least, we have to before we forget, or uh, for those of that are for those of us that are left that do know cursive, that we um, that we at least at the very least uh, uh, take the Constitution 
put it in uh, in in regular text, if you will, and say this is the official constitution and it is word for word for what is written, and make that official, make it the uh, before it is forgotten. And 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 I sincerely approve of this message that I'm sending forth. I just I wanted to bring that up. I wasn't going to uh, to raise my hand or on the one, but I think this is important, and uh, we need to make people aware. That's just my two cents. Well, yeah, no, there's some really good points here because I've studied the uh, English language. The Magna Carta was written in 1215, but it was written in Latin. Why? Because uh, Old English was not very well defined. In fact, Middle English uh, was in 1604. Yeah. 1604, there was a 2,500-word dictionary called Tablet Alphabetical, and then they wrote the King James Bible in 1610. People were like, what? This is not what the Catholic Church didn't tell me, so they moved to America, 1620, pilgrims, yada, yada. But the English language has changed uh, some, in, you know, from before 1215 12, to 16, 400 years. Um, and now we have what, you know, we got modern English, you had Old English, Middle English, which was the King James Version, and then you got Modern English, and then you've got American English, which in 1828 Noah Webster wrote the uh, American English Dictionary. Um, and if you notice the Constitution in con- Congress, in Congress, assembled, <laughs> kind of S and S, it's kind of confusing how they would do that. So yeah, you change. In fact, one of the reasons why Noah Webster wrote the dictionary was because. He didn't want the attorneys to pervert the meaning of the Constitution. And we look at uh, what public education teaches. Um, they say, oh, you know, separation of church and state, right, in the uh, First Amendment. I've heard this before. I pulled $100, put it on the table. So you could say that you claim that exact phrase in the First Amendment, that $100 is yours. You're like, what? Oh, cool. So you go online, it's just not there. So, yeah, you have a point there about how um, the language can be changed cursive. Uh, if we can't read cursive, we may not be able to see the original document. It's a very interesting point you made. Um, and they will try anything and everything to dilute the Constitution. Um, you know, left, believe it or not, they do believe in the Constitution where they agree, but they're going to try to change where they don't. Um, and it's so frustrating. Exactly. And yeah, Do you know the full uh, Second Amendment? Sir, can you tell us the full Second Amendment? I I, I actually would have to read it off to uh, uh, be uh, precise and, and, and correct on that, but I, I know I know the uh, I, I I can uh, I can um, I know what it uh, I know what it means. I've read it uh, before uh, a couple of times actually, uh, and 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 I, I value it. Uh, don't get me wrong, but if, if you were uh, to ask me to read it off memory, I would not be able to do so. I, okay, I wouldn't well, be able to do that either, Dr. Peter Paul Ventura, so I don't feel bad. I'll be honest, I couldn't do well, that either. <laughs> I don't feel okay, bad. Okay, <laughs> because yeah. Well, here's, here's what it reads. Um, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state and the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So there's it's a twofold um, 
a well-regulated militia, which has been converted to the National Guard. And so you have that's that's the first half being necessary to the security of a free state. It doesn't say that anywhere else in the Constitution. And so it was the people's, you know, the militia was well-regulated. You elected your leaders. You know, the regulations came from the state. The militia was public, not private. And that's the way we had things until the Dick Act in, like, 1905. And then we started getting police after that and sheriff. I mean, yes, we had a sheriff, but but the, the people were the um, – the warden, the watch. Let's see if you watch uh, Law and Order. The New York police stations are called wards. That came from the original militia statutes going back to the 18 or 1630s into the 1700s, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it was the people that were under a chain of command that was somewhat military, really, but was helped put out fires, um, floods. And keep order. To, anyway, so with the armories you see all over the country, the armories were um, where you housed the big guns, like cannons. And so you wouldn't let, you know, any local take home the cannon, but they had extra arms that people would. If you didn't have a gun, the armory would would give you a gun or loan you for your militia duty. Um, but the I, I don't believe we have the right to have a machine gun because that would be something, a community property in the armory. We don't have the, necessarily the right to have a tank because that would be parked in the armory, just like a cannon. But your everyday guns and your pistols, that's not a problem. People would come and go for the militia drills. Um, they bring their own guns. If you didn't have one, you were provided one. So you see that intent, and I haven't run across the liberal yet that can explain what I just explained to you. And so in some ways, yeah, I agree. We don't need a machine gun. Um, that was the intent. I still That's want a tank, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tank Girl. You remember that movie, Tank Girl? <laughs> nah, I can't say that I do. Sorry. Oh, it's just a... <laughs> Yeah, well, at least today, well, there she's all pretty. Anyway, that Tank Girl is a silly movie that was a flop. Anyway, um, Doctor, we try to add some humor here and there. But anyway, yeah, so there was the original intent has to be protected. Luckily, there's been court case after court case after court case. Let Biden try. Let him choke the uh, choke the access. They're going to try. You know what? It's going to end up in the Supreme Court again. When luckily Barrett got in, and she's a pro-gun. Um, we've seen this before. What Clinton? Clinton tried to. He ordered the law enforcement to start seizing guns. Prince and Sheriff Mack, who I've met personally, Mr. Mr. Mack, Sheriff Mack. Him and, and Sheriff Prince went arguing for the Supreme Court, and guess what? We got to keep our guns. That was during Clinton era, and uh, he had state sovereignty too. That was addressed again. Um, so, you know, you try again with Obama, you try again with Biden, they're going to keep trying and they're going to fail. <laughs> I'm sorry. But definitely very, uh, educational there, Kelly. Um, now, uh, Dr. Peter Paul, uh, Vitro, when, when, one thing, a programming note is that, uh, we're getting ready to get to the top of the hour. So, uh, if a call drops, unfortunately folks won't be able to 
call back in to make sure that they're, uh, you know, whatever you're calling in with is, you know, fully charged, things of that nature. Uh, now, I am curious, uh, just because, you know, not a religious guy per se, uh, but I did study, I almost minored in theology actually in college because uh, I do have a fascination from it. Uh, what is your, uh, you know, kind of what's your expertise uh, with the religious studies and theology? Yeah, well, my my, my expertise, gentlemen, is uh, what? maybe I'll call back in. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it, I heard it fade, and then it dropped. Yeah, hopefully he calls again. Oh, oh that's terrible. My call didn't drop. Well, he's got, he's got six minutes to call in, so let's hope we hear back from him. Um, especially since, you know, when I was getting people in the green room, I wasn't quite sure whether, <laughs> you know, the people were up and up. We did have a guy, Henry, who he admittedly is a Democrat, so I was hoping to hear more from him. Um, but he hung up before we got it back in. But go ahead, Joseph. Joseph? Did you think that uh, my call dropped? I did because he his his got kind of quiet and then it dropped and then uh, yours uh, yeah, then yours got quiet. I was like, oh no! Remember, just a couple of weeks ago we had it where I couldn't hear anybody and then we lost the call. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. No worries. Uh, it was just a delay in response. Uh, that's okay. I apologize. It was a delay in response. My call didn't drop, so we're we're good. Um, I'm sorry. I, I kind of stepped away from the phone for a minute because I had to deal with something really important. Um, you guys are really important too. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. So you can no, give me I, a little I, recap I of what I missed. <laughs> what did I miss? Just the last few minutes. Oh well, we we're just you know Kelly's you know going over some constitutional uh, details of the second of the Second Amendment. Now, after, uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's see here. Was that, uh, that may be the doctor here. Go ahead, Joseph. I'm going to bring a new caller in. That might be uh, 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 Dr. Peter Paul Ventura calling back. Go ahead. Area code 765. I'm getting ready. Bring in the green room. Go ahead, Joseph. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. The other, uh, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, the other caller was talking about the constitutionality of the Second Amendment and talking about certain weapons that are banned or are going to be banned. Am I correct, Kelly? Yeah, we were getting into that a little bit, but I, I haven't looked specifically at Biden's bill, but, you know, they're just going to choke the access. And then Biden, Biden even said this, you know, it was kind of funny when he said this, he was in Iowa uh, campaigning and he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to take guns away, you know. Um, I had three guns. My son gave me two. That made six. <laughs> yeah, that was on video. Three and two equals six. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not man guns. We're just going to, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we got, uh, this show would not have any laughter. You bring the sense of humor to the show. That's for sure, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I try, I try to do a little bit, but I'm not as successful at it as Kelly is. Um, now, one of the things we uh, – you know, one of the things uh, we, 
in the green. I just came back from the green room. Unfortunately, uh, uh, we didn't get the Dr. Uh, Peter Paul Ventura did not uh, call back in, but we do have uh, Steve calling in. So let's uh, we'll give Steve a shot here. Thank you very much, Steve, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Doing better than I deserve, everybody. And uh, I, uh, one thing about it uh, that we underestimate these people, uh, 500-year business plans uh, in corporate America, these are long-term agendas. Uh, I've got a medical book, 800-page medical book, exposing all the lies going all the way back 200 years ago. These these elites, these Wall Street elites, these guys, they work long-term plans. And it's always been that fight against the holistic, against big pharma, holistics versus big pharma. That goes all the way back. And uh, a lot of people are starting to understand about how Rockefeller bought out the medical schools 100 years ago. But this book will help you clear up a lot of the confusion. It's 800 pages. What really makes you ill? Why everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong, and that's what will help easily buy this uh, book and clear up a lot of the confusion about the germ theory, the deathbed confessions. You know, the people that created junk science over the years, and um, and so it, it goes into their eugenics agenda and depopulation and. You can't really do that if you have a super strong, healthy population and uh, and, and make money at the same time. But uh, it clears up a lot of the confusion that, uh, that this COVID-19 is just totally exaggerated and unnecessary. But to do that, it takes 800 pages. of It takes time. You have to read all of the lies they've told over the years, and it takes time to learn all of the lies. That, that That's the thing about it. And uh, so the left, you know, they're gloating right now. But at the end of the day, uh, th- all they're doing is, is following the propaganda uh, at the end of the day. They're, they're going to they're, – everybody's taking losses. But uh, all at the end of the day, they're going to be exposed for uh, running with all these lies. And what do you guys think about that? Well, I, well, I certainly – yeah, it, it's been a long it, – it, it's definitely been a long game. And it, it's, it seems like – uh, it, at least it's more apparent. I, I, I don't want to use the, use the word <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot more people are becoming more aware of it, but I think one of the reasons why people are becoming more aware of it is I think that they've become more emboldened. I, I really think that this past election, uh, be that as it may, I mean, we could, we could talk about it or not, but I, I, I am one of those who you know, do think that the election was stolen. I think it was purposely done. Uh, and I think that because they were successful in, in stealing the election, it's really an, emboldened, uh, emboldened the left with their, their corporate cronies uh, to accelerate, uh, you know, their, their plan. I th- yeah, I think it's long, it's long ball, and I think part of it is, you know, population control, those things you suggested. But I think they're, they're accelerating things, and they're doing things more in the open because I, I think that they believe that they're in a position where, frankly, they just can't be stopped. I mean, if you look at earlier tonight, Steve, and uh, if you would listen to the, the podcast, you know, later on, you'll get to hear more of the list. But one of the things we're spending the, the show on tonight 
We're just reading off this this massive list of different corporations that have been, you know, working with the Biden administration and probably others. Uh, since it is, as you stated, the, the long the long ball, and helping to you know, wanting to curtail our Second Amendment rights. And some of these companies, I mean, they're so ingrained in what we do. Uh, they're, they're so ingrained now in, in what we do and, and what we, ha- you know, have, then it's almost impossible to get, like, GE. I mean, it's almost impossible to get GE out of your life. I mean, you just, you just pretty much can't. And I think another one was, like, Microsoft. And because you really can't get, you know, Microsoft, you know, out of your life now. And so they're, they're pretty much, you're pretty much stuck with them. And some of these, I mean, some of these, a lot of these corporations were read off. I mean, you could, you could really live without them. But unfortunately, there are still a few that you, you just can't. And so now that I think they feel emboldened where they believe that their agenda cannot be stopped, they just feel like, well, we don't really have to hide what we're trying to do anymore. Well, I mean, we'll put a, a thin blanket over it in the form of this vaccine. Uh, but we know it's such a thin veil there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be able to see through it, but at this point, we're going to be so damn powerful, uh, and we're going to be so ingrained in society that there's really not a damn thing they can do about it. Yeah, guys, it's really grassroots. It it really is from the bottom up. I mean, you have to go all the way to grassroots because it's just the propaganda. I mean, man, it, it's like – Propaganda. I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you guys about that propaganda. It's just, you know, turn the TV off. But if we don't have enough people to turn the TV off, then that's going to be the big problem. There's too many people watching it too. That's the problem. You know. What one of the groups that I, one of the groups I belong to uh, here, Steve, is called the LaRouche Pack, and we had a meeting uh, tonight, a state meeting. Uh, you know, they have different uh, different groups, different uh, hubs, one of which is in, in my state. And so we had a, a state meeting for the LaRouche PAC tonight. And, and that's actually one of the things we were talking about is, you know, we have to show them that we actually do outnumber them. And one of those is, you know, we, you have to get a lot of the like-minded folks, you know, together. I mean, you see, <clears throat> just look recently. You see a lot of the, you know, the, the riots uh, going on and the protests, you know, a, a mix of both uh, going on the street. And you're seeing people gathering, especially look over the, the summer of 2020, uh, you know, gathering en masse. And I think for the folks who, you know, are aware of what the government is doing, I really think that, you know, and, and the corporations with them. I mean, that's why I stated earlier, you know, for the, the show, um, I mean, in this America, is this really what the, the citizens want for our nation? Do we want where the corporations and the government are working hand-in-hand, hand, frankly, in concert against, you know, we the people? And so what we need to do is we need to gather en masse, much like those, uh, those protests we've seen over the summer, much like you've seen at those massive rallies, you know, when Trump was running, you know, getting to the street and, and let them know, look, we know this is what you're doing. You know, it, I mean, look with the, the MLB, for instance. Look what their, you know, what they did with moving, you know, the All-Star game, you know, to Colorado. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, if the reasoning for moving the, you know, the All-Star game 
from Georgia to Colorado was basically, oh, well, you're disenfranchising minorities, basically blacks. Well, then why are you moving, you know, the all-star game from a city that's about 51%, you know, you know, black to, you know, black American or black, whatever, you know, African American, whatever, you know, title you want to, you want to say, but why would you, uh, Nope. Sorry, Kelly. I hit that. Actually, hit the button to put you on mute. But uh, why would you change it to the, the city in Colorado that's seventy six percent white? So that doesn't make sense, you know. But what they what they are doing is they're they're, they're still in their power. And, and remember, Steve is the, the MLB moving the All Star Game over. You know, out of it doesn't matter where they moved it to. But the reason they moved it out of uh, Atlanta, remember, not that long ago, they signed a deal with China. You know, so it's like we don't care about the American people anymore because we're just going to make our money. You know, we're just going to make our money. You know, from the Chinese, from the you know Chinese corporations. Absolutely, and and think about it, China. Look at the Christian nations around the world, for example, how much debt they're in. Look who's the number one miner of gold in the world. It's China. They mine the most gold. And then you transfer wealth and jobs and manufacturing power to an atheist nation like China. This is part of their agenda because they're tired of middle-class Christians. They want to punish Christians. They, They hate us. So then you start race wars. You get everybody fighting against each other. Why? Because these people are Satanists. They do humans. This is just part of their human sacrifice agenda, and they believe that Lucifer is going to bless them with a blessing if they get people to kill each other, if people die of the vaccine. This is just they're just Luciferians, and, and this has been going on since ancient Greece. Population reduction. It goes far back, as far as wanting to reduce the numbers, but it really just comes down as you're dealing with a cult. These people are evil. They want to get everybody fighting against each other. They want us to commit suicide with, with, with shots and vaccines and inoculations and junk food diets. You know, I was talking to my grandfather. They weren't eating a ton of junk food sugar way back in the day. You see what I'm saying? It's all a part of their agenda, genetically modified food, all of that. Yeah, it's all part of the agenda. Well, yeah, and then the population, yeah, and, and well, I think that's a, a part and parcel, you know, with this vaccine is it, who knows what's in it? Who knows what type of, you know, I mean, is there something in there that's going to, you know, curtail the, you know, the populations? One thing, one of my contentions, and I do think that, you know, the coronavirus, at least in its form today, uh, I think it was manufactured. I think it's, it was a manufactured uh, disease. And I think it was designed specifically to, you know, kill people who are, you know, have comorbidities in the elderly and things of that nature. Because, I mean, for China, I mean, I even seen a, uh, I even seen a video where a guy was kind of like, this guy in China China was kind of laughing off like, eh, who cares if we lose X amount of people? I mean, when you get a billion people, then, I mean, they could lose you know, whatever, a million people, and they ain't going to care about that. Uh, and then, of course, if it happens in another country, they don't, I mean, they really don't care about that either. 
And when you're talking about, uh, you know, getting people to hate every, uh, everyone, I mean, one of the things uh, that they're, they're starting to push in school is this, priv- this idea of privilege and what makes people privileged. And, you know, I've seen a video, and I was going to play a little audio of it tonight. We may or may not get to it now, but, uh, you know, as part of the list of the people that they would consider privileged are, they said, here are some privileges. You have you're racially privileged, and they're talking about, you know, if you're white. Money, if you're money privileged, so, and then if you're male, if you're heterosexual, and in America, if you're Christian, those five things make you privileged in America is what they're trying to say. And so what they're trying to do, I think, is one, of course, they're, they're still trying to use that to divide us, uh, but they're also trying to make it feel like we owe you know, that the, the people who are part of that privileged class somehow owe, you know, people who don't fall, you know, with, within those different whatever they think they, that privilege is. Very unfortunate. I mean, I've been in the holistics for 14 years with fantastic results. You know, and I always knew going to a doctor and taking medication was, was just, I never felt right. As soon as I got in the holistics, it got healthy. You know, uh, I mean, man, you know, it's just fantastic results. And that's part of the big pharma, you know, uh, and, yeah, the vaccine, yeah, unfortunately it is. It's, 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 and you're, 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 look at, look what happens. You can't even do a testimony of what the vaccine did to you or your family members. They'll, they'll flag it down on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and social media. They'll say, hey, your testimony's invalid. You know, DMX, he didn't die from a vaccine. He died from a heart attack. It's like, yeah. it's like man, the propaganda is powerful. But isn't Censorship. That, I'm not, no, yeah. But isn't it funny, not funny, but ironic, right, is that so if you had COVID and you died of a heart attack, you died of COVID because you had COVID when you died of a heart attack. But if you died of a heart attack because you took the – uh, vaccine, you didn't die because of the vaccine, you died because you had a heart attack. Exactly. 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 And these vaccines, the, the inoculations, since World War One, they've been killing people since World War One. That's what's, guys, that 800-page book's important. It goes over the history of a lot of what's going on. Because you remember that old saying, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. They go over the history of yeah. the Spanish flu and what, what people were really dying from during the Spanish flu and, 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 and the history of the germ theory and that airborne viruses really don't exist. It, it, the guy confessed that to his family members on his deathbed. I love deathbed confessors. Like, hey, this is, you know, I, I was paid to create this junk science. So you have a nation of junk science. And there's a book you guys can actually buy. It's called Science for Sale. Whatever corporate America wants the science to be, that's what it's going to be because it's a technocracy. Wall Street. So what it's very unfortunate. Know... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so one of the things we like to you know, discuss here is, you know, I mean, yeah, we're naming the different corporations that are involved. You know, you know people can – uh, act with their wallets, so to speak. I mean, in some of these, again, some of these corporations uh, that, you know, you, you just don't, 
you know, you just can't help but to to use them now. Like again, I mean, I cannot use you know uh, Geico for my daughter's car insurance, but it's going to be kind of hard to not use Microsoft. <laughs> you know, so it's impossible not to use Microsoft anymore. I mean, if you have a phone, if you have a <clears throat> a laptop, you have a desktop. You're, you, you know, you work at work, you're, you're using Microsoft. There's really no way to get away from that. Yeah, the federal government, I mean, we just, need, we just need the government to hold the corporations to an accountability and standards. Like, everybody knows that FDA hasn't been doing their job, you know, genetically modified food and all kinds. We know that the federal government hasn't been doing their job. It's just the people who are so you know, playing video games, movies, Instagram, Twitter, you know, your Hulu, your Amazon Prime, your Netflix. The people are so distracted, they get away with a ton of crap. That, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. They get away. They get away with a ton of crap. People are distracted. Going to work. They got their hobbies. Hey, who wants to sit down and look at an 800-page book? They don't want to do it. But guys, you can go to a holistic doctor. Uh, You can go to a holistic doctor. There's college-educated holistic doctors out here too. What really makes you Mm -hmm. ill, why everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong. And the main thing, guys, is CIA, MI6. Uh, You can't do evil on a big scale without somebody finding out about it. You need a lot of workers to do this type of evil. They left a lot of witnesses behind. And this book has a lot of studies in it. It references scientific studies, too. So it's not like this is just a book going AM and pages about garbled with no scientific study. No, in the back of the book has all the studies listed there, too. But you can't do evil on a massive scale and nobody finds out about it. There's evidence all (laughs) over the earth about what they did. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the book again? Oh, what really makes you ill... What really makes you ill, why everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong. And even in your local area, you can find a, a, a college-educated holistic doctor, a chiropractor. He'll kind of – he can talk to them face-to-face. You know, he'll kind of give you get, – you know, get you kind of up-to-date on what happened uh, to our society, how Rockefeller came in 100 years ago and bought out all of your medical schools and that transitioned everything from holistics to big pharma. So you've got, you've got guys locally, too, that can help you with that, too, because some people are not going to read a book. What really makes you ill while everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong, 800 pages. Yep. And all they're censoring holistic doctors, too, guys. You do a YouTube video about the vaccine, it's going to be censored. Another one, yeah. the contagion myth. Here's another book by Thomas Collins, The Contagion Myth, Why Viruses Are Not the Cause of Disease. Yeah, guys, the human body makes 300,000 viruses. The viruses is to remove poisons out of your human body. That was the purpose of a virus. They took what the human body's doing and then created fear out of it. So they'll go into that, too, how... Uh, viruses are just part of the natural human process. You, you poisoned yourself with the junk food. The body creates a virus, so you get a bacterial infection, so your body can detox. So what they did, they said, hey, we're going to create a COVID-19 test. You're going to test positive. But when you test positive, all that really means is 
your body's trying to get rid of the, your body's trying to detox. So it makes you feel, oh, you're a bad person. You test the positive. No, you're not a bad person. It's just, you just your body's trying to do what it's normally trying to do, and they just criminalized it and make it seem like you're just this horrible person because you failed a COVID-19 test. You guys see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's yeah. right. To kill somebody because, yeah, it's trying to make it sound like, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, you must not care about people. And you know you you just want to kill. Well, that used to be like that. Oh, if you're not if you're not well, yeah if you're not wearing a mask, you must want to kill people. Which is absolutely in the mask exactly. In the mask causes bacterial pneumonia because the masks are supposed to be thrown away every day. There's a thirty year study on that. Masks cause bacterial pneumonia. So. See how that perfectly plans, and then what happens when you go to the hospital with pneumonia? It's COVID nineteen. Our hospital gets to make thirty, forty thousand dollars now because you need to go on a ventilator. And guess what? They turn the ventilators up too high, and then people die from the ventilators. So they make money. The hospital makes money. Uh, everybody's making money, and the pneumonia was because of the masks because you're supposed to throw them away every day. Remember at the beginning, they were like, you know, guys don't need to wear a mask. Remember that at the beginning? Then they changed mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yep. But the nation, you got the nation of Islam, you got different people out here that know what happened to America. They want to control how long you live. Japan, they got 100-year marathon runners in the country of Japan, 100 years old running marathons. They interviewed them. They're not taking any medications. They're eating good holistic organic food but man all this all this big farmer stuff is not the japanese live longer than americans do they eat healthy Mm -hmm. they even uh find companies they find businesses for overweight employees in japan as well that's the type of culture we need over here is holding people accountable instead what are your employers doing they're feeding you donuts and bagels and cookies you see what I'm saying? It, it they've created a culture of death to you know control how long Americans live. Half of Americans don't even make it to age seventy, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and that's why. Well, and that's why. I mean, when people are like, oh well, President Trump must be doing something terrible, you know, something wrong because you know, look at America's death compared to like you know some you know like some of the ages. I think they were comparing to like. South Korea, even maybe North Korea. And I'm like, well, and you know, Japan and maybe even China. I'm like, well, they don't. They don't have one of the comorbidities for COVID is obesity, and they just don't have the same amount of obesity in the you know these Asian you know nations than they do here in the United States. So yeah, you're gonna have more people here you know, dying of COVID because we have more of an obesity problem here. Yeah, in China. Their medical schools in China were bought out by Rockefeller as well. See, Bill Gates and them, they were buying out medical schools all over the world. That's why so many countries are following what the World Health Organization wants them to do, because a lot of the medical schools around the world were bought out by Rockefeller, Bill Gates, or some rich elite. And a lot of this stuff goes back to the Federal Reserve, too. Because with the Federal Reserve, they can just print money 
and do whatever they want to with it. It, it, it. So they infiltrated the country, and it took them hundreds of years to do it and to get where we are today. They infiltrated the country, infiltrated the federal government, infiltrated corporate America. It's unfortunate, but we're at the point now, you know, we might as well just acknowledge it. Our country has been infiltrated. I mean, can we at least acknowledge that? Well, they certainly have. And now it's to the you know point where you have that marriage uh, between, you know, the corporations and the governments that, of course, you know, the people who, you know, are going to suffer are, you know, are, are the citizens, the citizens of the country. But, I mean, what can we do to stop them? And, you know, at that point, what is there, you know, to uh, stop the Quilo, the Ubers, the Uniform Teeth, the Viosera Therapeutics? These are some of the other corporations that I want to mention on that list. Virtual Kitchen, Boxer, Voyage, or Voyage, Watsi, Way Up, Weiler, WiseLine, WPP, Zy Inc., Y. Uh, Combinator, Yelp, Yum Brands. Wow, Yum Brands is huge. Yum Brands is a food conglomerate. I mean, it's basically, if you eat if you eat at a stadium or you eat at a restaurant, you know, you, you, your food was probably delivered or some way touched by Yum Brands <laughs> and then Zola. So there's a ton of corporations that are, you know, th- that are in on these things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's bottoms up. I mean, it all starts with grassroots. I mean, that's where it all starts at. I mean, you know, if they come for your guns, it's, it's all, it's, to me, robots. They're building uh, military robots, too, $200 million a piece. Uh, that's being done, too. They've got the, did you see that little police robot dog in, that the New York Police Department's using? They, 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 they're uh, I, be honest, I have not, no. Yeah, you got to take a look at that. Because I think, there's going to be less people enrolling into the police force, and then they're going to replace them with robots, um, underground uh, military bases. Um, and see, since we don't have those CIA high security clearances, we can't get into those underground military bases and know, like, what are they working on? What are they doing? Is it true they're building cyborgs? You know, they've got technology underground, and it's, it's, so by the time it reaches top ground, hey, it's already been beta tested. And I think that's what swine flu in 2009 was. I think the swine flu was a beta test, too. I think that was a beta test. 2009 swine well, many, flu. What do you guys think about yeah, that? Yeah, many are calling this a pandemic with the, with the whole COVID. Yeah, exactly. And they've been beta tested. They've been, you know, remember 2009, things just quietly went away, you know, kind of testing what your reaction is going to be. Um, but, I mean, they've got, to, they've got to phase out, and in the United Nations, too, like different visions people in the church were having about the future was a United Nations police force. And that kind of makes sense with the one world government stuff. Like if COVID requires a global response, you can see the United Nations usurping our power over time as mm-hmm. well. Just saying, hey, you, we can't afford to fight COVID by ourselves. We need a global response. And the banks were like, hey, hey, you know, you guys going to, you know, you don't have to worry about getting shot by police. We're going to have the United Nations police force in America. We're going to make sure you're treated okay. You see what I'm saying? You demonize them 
and then you switch it over to a different police force like United Nations. So that, that could go into why you're seeing so much demonization of police, mm-hmm. too. They want to get rid of the police, to get rid of your local sheriffs, because your local sheriffs got a lot of power, and, and switch it over to a foreign, global type of police force. It, it's going to be a weird, weird future, unfortunately. Yeah. So you can fight. It's yeah, just bottoms up. Grassroots. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can have corporations, but they're still governed by local, state, and federal law. You just have to hold the politicians accountable, and then they'll hold corporations accountable. So to me, it still it still really comes down to you know your, your local, state, and your federal politicians, and that's bottoms up. It's bottoms up. I mean, it's just grassroots at this point. We just have to hold them to an account. You can't make, you can't let them sleep comfortable in their mansions. You got to hold them to an account. Yeah, but how? But besides, you know, boy, you know, boycott, not using the products, not using their services. I mean, what else is there to do? Uh, well, I mean, if 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 a lot of people drop dead, like people are saying. If this vaccine is really, really that dangerous, pretty soon, it, you know, it's going to go hot because people are going to be mad about their family members passing, their friend, you know, best friends passing mm-hmm. from the vaccine. They may just, they may just expose themselves to the whole world with their. They may, they, you know, they may be reaching too far. If they kill too many people, they kind of just expose themselves, but. Again, they'll probably just cover it up and say, hey, they didn't die from the vaccine. They died from COVID-19. So, and and that's, it's hard. And then you got so many people distracted, video games, social media, movies. Yeah, I mean, it it may just be where we just have to really just kind of just try to make it, make through, you know, live through this. And hopefully we just make it on the other side because there's too, there's too many people distracted. I don't know why they're so distracted. I, I just don't get it, man. I mean, well, you know, this, thing, I, this is more important than video games, you know. But here's what I think. I mean, I've been following, I've been following, you know, politics, frankly, for about 40 years now. And, I mean, I can get where some people are just getting, burned out on it. They just want to get away. They just want to escape. They don't want to think about it. Um, and I think, that, you know, especially with a 24-hour news cycle, I mean, we're just getting hammered all day long with uh, so-called news, right? We just we just cannot seem to ever get away from it. I mean, and then with social media, and then with social media as well, and then we have social media in our hands in the form of our phones, where, I mean, we're constantly on Facebook, we're constantly on Twitter, uh, then I can see where people just get burned out. They're like, you know, I just want to, you know, don't want to think about it. I just want to, uh, you know, you know, watch net, you know, watch net, watch Netflix or just, you know, not stay involved or just move away. I mean, there's been political apathy for a long time, for decades. I mean, I actually think people are starting to get more politically involved than they used to, uh, which is good. Uh, so, 
I think, you know, as you said, maybe they overplayed their hand. And if people do start, you know, of course, and I agree with you, I think they're going to, if this does happen, they're going to try to cover it up. If a lot of people do start, you know, you know, dying or getting real sick, you know, from the long-term uh, reactions to these vaccines, then I think it's going to be even more people saying, oh, well, wait, wait a minute. So I was hoping by them trying to, you know, keep kicking the can by mandating thing, oh, this is only going to be something we're going to have to do for a couple of weeks, and now it's uh, more than a year, and we're still wearing masks and doing the social distancing, supposed to do social distancing things, and now they're trying to make people feel bad for not t- taking the vaccine or, you know, Dunkin' Donuts is trying to say, hey, we'll give you a free donut every day if you have the vaccine or there's some business is telling their employees that, hey, you get the vaccine and we'll give you 100 bucks, you know. And, of course, then they have the the vaccine passport that they're they're shoving around uh, to try to, I think, force people into getting, getting vaccinated. And that's the thing. If you need, if you need to be coerced or convinced, to take a vaccine, then there's, in my opinion, there's got to be something wrong with that vaccine if people got to be coerced uh, in some manner uh, to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, if I got to go to prison, you know, if I got to get killed over the vaccine, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, just got to hold that line in the sand. Like, look, man, dude, I've been in the oil district for 14 years. We're not doing it. We're not doing the vaccine. We're not doing it. We got to get that push. No, we're, yeah, we're my family's not either. Yeah, you got to get that pushback. Like, dude, there's no test. Twenty years of testing. Oh no, with Operation Warp Speed and like, no, guys. The Georgia Guidestones, two hours east of Atlanta in Elberton, Georgia. Keep humanity's population at 500 million on the stone. Built by Ted Turner in 1980. The evidence is there. Look at the autobiographies of your Rockefellers, your Ted Turners, your Bill Gates. They, so people, if people want evidence, it's there. Look at the biographies. It's there. They want to reduce the numbers. But, you know, it, it's bottoms up, and we've got to hold the politicians. The, the, our local, like in India, I'm in India, for example. Uh, like, I mean, they're they're not... It's going to be very, very difficult for them to get a passport law in the state of Indiana. Uh, <laughs> right. Even yeah, I'm in Ohio, even so I've got uh, yeah. the wine, so it's kind of 50-50. You don't really ever know what the wine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. Or we just you just relocate to a state like you heard what the Florida governor said about the vaccine passport. We're not having it mm-hmm. in Florida. Or you just relocate to a state because they're getting ready to roll out that passport in Orange County, California. So I'm like, well, otherwise we just relocate to the state that's going to give us freedom, and we bankrupt the states we move from. And that kind of can be a penalty too. We just bankrupt the tyrannical states that uh, that want to go along with this agenda. That that could happen. Yeah, too. Americans could. They're already exiting California, New York. They're already ex. They've, they've been moving from New York to Florida for for years. People have been exiting out of New York for years. So, yeah, yeah. I said they don't move out of uh, move out of New York to California. Move into places like Texas and Florida, and and import their ideology. <laughs> they ruin those states as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, inf- infiltration, it, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and always remember Ronald Reagan, 1986, he passed a law that gave immunity to the big pharma companies, where you cannot sue a pharmaceutical company over a vaccine reaction. That 1986, that was done when Reagan passed that new law. So you also have a lot of rhinos over the years that came, a lot of rhinos that came and passed laws, and, and the American people weren't conscious on what was going on. But yeah, the vaccine companies like Pfizer are immune from prosecution. There's a vaccine court you have to go to. And so that's, that's because Ronald Reagan passed that law in 1986. So you have rhinos, too. And you have controlled opposition, so they put people up, you know, like Ronald Reagan and different people that could kind of control the opposition. And look what Trump did. Before he was elected, he was talking bad about vaccines and autism. You know, right. what happened? He did yeah, a complete I, I kind of, 180. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, yeah towards the end of his, uh, you know, of his, his term there, yeah, I was kind of disappointed about him and his, uh, you know, his push about the vaccines. And I wonder how they were able to push him. I, I, somehow they were able to push him to to do that. How I, I don't know. I don't know how, but they did. But yeah, that kind of that kind of disappointed me too. Um, yeah, yeah. About him, about him the hermetic the Trump is the hermetic order of the golden dawn. You, you have different secret societies that's operated over the years, but you can't. It's hard to really get people to kind of understand that because they're focused on this is the Republican Party, that's the Democrat Party. So we got two boxes of cereal, and they want to stuff everybody in these two boxes, and you know, and. <laughs> Trump was an outsider. Nobody knew really anything about him. So they were, okay, we're going to jump. We're going to roll with Trump. So it's, it's that, too. It, you, you, they give you the illusion that this is a real election. We're really about helping America. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, a little bit got done. We started building the wall. Trump helped out a little bit. Let's be honest. But the, I was very disappointed with Operation Warp Speed on the vaccine. I was like, oh, my God, you talked about autism before you got elected. You knew the vaccines were causing problems in autism. And that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. These vaccine problems go way back to World War One. They were requiring the soldiers to get vaccinated for World War One. Soldiers were dropping dead all over the place from the vaccine when they came back from the war. It's very unfortunate, but these are like long-term, they have 500-year business plans. This is how, think about Coca-Cola, 500-year business plan. How can you project all the way into the future like that unless you're really powerful? You have to be pretty powerful to have a 500-year business plan. You see what I'm saying, guys? (laughs) These guys do long-term thinking. They're thinking way past your family lineage way into the future. Like, these guys have things planned. But, yeah, but Trump, he, he did help. He, he did do some good. We have to acknowledge that, too. Well, we got, um, 
Yeah, I'd say about 15 minutes before I have to uh, close things out. Uh, I do want to bring in uh, Joseph and Kelly. Yeah, and that's a lot of information. We certainly appreciate, Steve, and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, come on and, and talk to us about other topics on other shows. Uh, but we'll keep, keep the, as we do here. We keep the mic open. But yeah, let's. You know, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, bring it over to uh, to you, uh, Joseph. If you want to add anything or or, or any comments to what Stephen was saying. Okay, we could bring it over to you, Kelly. Oh, Robert, were you trying to go to me? Oh, oh, there you go, Joseph. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I I couldn't hear you uh, that well. Uh, so before you go to Kelly, I just want to do a little recap and some closing uh, comments. I'll do my closing comments early. Um, I'm going to go back to what I initially was talking about, the two top issues, and and honesty, uh, you know, the leftist, leftist propaganda has become a malignant tumor that is metastasized in our educational system, and it's uh, out of control in our public schools, and it's out of control in our colleges and campuses where people are trying to further their education. And, uh, you know, that it, 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 it's madness, to be honest with you. And then once again, going back to the issue on uh, police and using better judgment or getting better qualified uh, people to serve as uh, officers of the law, uh, you got to start with give, get, uh, offering a better pay uh, if you're going to get better quality candidates. Uh, it's, uh, it's a shame what happened to that young, uh, you know, um, victim um you know he should have not resisted arrest but the ends did not justify the means and if you don't know the difference between your taser and your gun even in the heat of the moment uh you don't belong on that force uh you have a responsibility and just too many of these uh tragedies are starting to become a normal occurrence with the police forces all over the country and you know when are they going to learn that too much is enough that they need to, you know, have a complete overlook of the police force and a complete reformation and the revamping, in my opinion. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of good officers out there, but it only takes a couple of few scandals and fatalities that should have not been, and it only just takes a few bad apples to spoil the bunch. And like I said, that's where the police uh, force has to do a better job all over the country. Uh, and um, that's basically it. It was a pleasure being on. I'm still going to be on the show for the remaining 20 minutes, but I'll just give my closing comments early, which basically that's what it is. Let's see what will be occurring next week. It seems every week there's a new scandal, and uh, there's some new <laughs> development, true. and it's never good news. Hey, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, like Christmas, right? And uh, by the way... Um, uh, maybe we'll get a couple of more Randys or Randalls next week. Who knows? It is the people show after <laughs> all, but um, you never know. Uh, hey, I, I kind of laughed at that one. You know, it was kind of funny, though, in a way. I, I mean, I mean, not in the way that he meant it, but it's like, really? Your life must be really pathetic if you need to come on a show like this to do that. Like, you got nothing better else to do. Yeah, I bet he's probably, like, divorced, knocked up with five kids, paying alimony, 
has no friends, he's not playing Uno or Blackjack, so he figured he somehow came across the link to the show, and he says, well, I have nothing else better to do with my life, so uh, let me pretend like I'm a three-year-old again, and let me uh, let me call and do a prank call. Aha, really funny, Randy, Randall, whatever you are, whoever you are. Uh, interesting, okay, uh, all right, we've got a adult uh, in uh, with the mind of a three-year-old. Well, congratulations. Claiming he was from North Carolina, by the way. Uh, he didn't have a southern accent, so I don't think so. But uh, I'll, leave, I'll defer it back to you, uh, Robert. It's an uh, honor, privilege, and pleasure to be on this show each and every week, the People Show, and uh, Kelly and everyone. God bless. Good night. And I'll still be listening for the remaining 20 minutes. And uh, let's see what happens next week. It's uh, I'll, I'll hold my popcorn. I won't, I won't pop it yet, I promise. So I'll defer back to you. Thank All right. You. I appreciate it, Joseph. Well, it was referred to Steve as uh, earlier on the night, um, or I thought we had some uh, some folks call in to try to disrupt uh, the show. We have that every once in a while. You know, we'll have some people come on, and uh, you know, you'll they'll, they'll seem like a you know maybe a, a serious caller for a little bit, and then they'll uh, just come up with some wacky kind of. And usually, it's vulgar. Usually, it's you know. I've noticed it's of a depraved sexual nature, what they always try to do. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's some, uh, that's what they, they do. But uh, uh, eventually, I mean, eventually, eventually we get those and it, it, every once in a while. But that's what, uh, that's what Joseph was referring to, uh, uh, to earlier about those guys. We did have one guy, he sounds genuine. I mean, Henry, uh, he, you know, he said he was a Democrat. I, I, I definitely welcome uh you know all opinion. You know all opinions uh, on here, as long as uh, respectful to our audience and things of that nature. Unfortunately, they weren't very respectful. But again, as you pointed out, uh, Joseph, I mean, if that's how they're going to, if that's how they're going to spend their time, if that's how they're going to spend their night, then you know whatever. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, yeah, but, yeah it, it, we get that. We get that sometimes, Steve. But that's that's all right. I mean. Yeah, it's that mainstream media, man. They mainstream media. I'm gonna call in on a conservative show. I'm gonna teach these buggers. Like, man, that mainstream media is powerful, man. I mean, that that billion dollar Wall Street machine they built. That media machine is powerful. I mean, you got guys getting vaccinated, don't know any of the ingredients in it, and they're running down there getting the shot. I'm like, guys, have yeah. you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Yeah, I did. Because Dr. Fauci said so. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It, it, just, it, it absolutely baffles me. And you make a great point there, Steve. It's like, yeah, you guys don't you, – you do not know what's in this. And, you see, I, I've, got no, I've got no desire to get it. Um, you know, the big decision is going to come if my employer tries to say you have to get it, then my, my, oh, my first inclination is to say, yeah. I guess I'm job hunting. <laughs> but no, I, I just Indiana, don't know if I can find, it, find something yeah, right where and, I'm making what I'm making now, but I don't know. I think it was South Carolina. They have legislation. I don't know if they passed it. I'm going to look it up. Where employers cannot require you to get a vaccine. Um, they, Indiana had them on the docket too, so uh, the Republican states, if they're if they're all going along with the same law, 
uh, normally when one Republican state does something, it spreads to all the other Republican states. But yeah, we haven't yet it on the docket in Indiana uh, to pass a law where the employers cannot require a vaccination from an employee. But uh, I'll have to do some research to see if they pass that law with the state legislator. Um, what about that? Have you heard, guys heard of anything with the state laws? Uh, not, none on that yet, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I mean, in, in Indiana is, is the neighboring state for where I'm at. I'm over in Ohio, um, and actually I don't live too far from Indiana. It's kind of a, just a hot skip of the jump to me, and I, I've got family who lives in Indiana as well. Um, but not, none that I've heard, uh, none that I've heard of, uh, but it is good to hear if that is indeed the case. Now, my company that I work for is, Supposedly, it's a it's a, a more conservative company. So I and I've already inquired about that. And so far, there's there hasn't been anything where um, they're that they're mandating you know people to get vaccinated. Um, they're they're kind of like, hey, you know, here's your opportunity, get your vaccine. Which we well, I mean, we did a survey to ask whether we were planning on getting the vaccine or not. Which again, me, I'm not no, no one in my family. Is, is going to so um, you know so South, uh, South Dakota, I joined the even then I thought they resisted. Oh, I joined the basically. Uh, well, I understand South Dakota said basically uh, no to mandatory vaccines, and oh. Christy Nome, the governor there, said I have no right for the Constitution of South Dakota. I have no right to determine which business is essential and which business is not. Cool. Man, I'm a part of, uh, I joined the National Vaccine Information Center that fights against vaccines. They mailed me a letter today that they're being censored, this organization that fights against uh, vaccines. They're being censored and they're asking for a donation. The National Vaccine Information Center is an organization that fights against mandatory vaccines. So, <laughs> now you know they're being censored when they got to mail me a letter telling me, hey, we're being censored. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I mean, you, you can't say anything about it without, <laughs> you know, on social media, you're being blocked or or banned or, or things of that nature. Um, but speaking of uh, not really blocked or banned, but I do see uh, the time and uh, – you already gave your your closing comments, uh, Joseph, but I appreciate that. I do see we only got like ten minutes left or in the show, which means that I only have about uh, five minutes to close things out. And so, what I like to do is, you know, give each uh, give each of you guys about two and a half minutes uh, for for closing comments uh, before I have to close things out. Hopefully, you'll you'll join us. Uh, Next week, Steve, we are live here on Wednesday nights uh, starting at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Each show is, you know, a three-hour program, so there's always uh, plenty of time to, you know, talk about plenty of stuff. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll hear from you again next week. But let's go ahead and get our closing comments. Uh, tell, you each got about, you know, two and a half minutes, and then I'll have to close things out uh, for the show. Up of Kelly, we'll go ahead and get your closing comments, and then Steve, and then I'll have to close things out. So uh, thank you very much, guys. Go ahead, uh, Kelly. Oh, Steve, uh, that book you referenced, What Really Makes You Ill, that everything you, that you knew is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Who, who was the author of that? 
the author of that book? Don Lester and David Parker. Uh, Lester and David, David Parker. I'm writing mm-hmm. this down. Okay, that's amazing information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, next week I want to discuss uh, just kind of a preview for next week. We have uh, Dominion Vote County machines here in Fisky County. I've been trying to look and see if the election clerk here will do something about it uh, at a local tea party. I asked the question because she gave a presentation our election clerk did. At the end, I asked everybody, raise your hand if you believe their vote counting machines are 100% secure, 100% accurate, and have zero vulnerabilities. Nobody raised their hand. And so the next day, I thought of a solution that could help this. There's several solutions if the will is there. But I wrote a letter, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a declaration is what it is. It's a declaration for Dominion to sign before they renew their contract with the county here. The declaration states under penalty of perjury that there are no modems, there are no software that invokes modems. And uh, the CEO, the C, uh, chief, uh, chief of operations, COO, has got to sign it. Hopefully I can get our election clerk to send this off to Dominion. And, hey, real simple, uh, you want to continue to doing business with us, you want to renew our contract, sign this declaration under penalty of perjury and send it back. So I'll go into more details about that next week, but we'll see if the, if, if the county – Election clerk won't do this. The county supervisors will vote for it or legal counsel because what happens if Dominion will not sign this declaration of no modems? Hmm. What if they won't sign it? I think that will awaken the authorities in this county, and I'd like to see this be a national movement because all of a sudden these old counting companies, ESNS, Parcivic, if they're not signing a declaration of no modems, whoops, we got a problem. This becomes a Ricky Ricardo moment. Lucy, you got some spam to do. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I'll update you next week. And I guess another enjoyable large logic, new guests, new information. Uh, I'd be on. God bless. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. Uh, you know, certainly appreciate it. And uh, we've got, uh, you know, the closing comments for yourself, Steve. And then, unfortunately, I'll have to uh, close things out uh, myself for tonight. Uh, but go ahead, Steve. All right, guys. And it's very unfortunate uh, in the news about the Pentagon developing a microchip that detects COVID-19. So I'm thinking that's going to be your mark of the beast because they know the American people have this strong faith in our healthcare system. They believe we have the best healthcare system in the world, which is not true. It's actually Japan has the best healthcare system in the world. But the microchip in the forehead or the right arm to detect an airborne virus, I think that's going to be the mark of the beast. But just put your faith in Christ, guys. That's going to be the number one key at this time. I'm also doing uh, dry fast. I've been doing 24 hours dry fasting for the first time in my life, and I'm shocked on how much uh, doing a fast and not drinking any liquid or eating any wa- eating anything for 24 hours is 
shocked at how much it heals the human body. Um, so uh, that's a good tip too. But uh, join the holistic movement. Uh, Dr. Eric Berg's got a four million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, Dr. Joseph McCullough's got like the biggest holistic website on the planet. And this, let's get into the holistics movement. Uh, we just kept our mouths shut over the years, and we've contributed to the problem, too, because they were talking about the germ theory going way back in the day. This is nothing brand new. We've been talking about the germ theory. So about how it's a scam fraud uh, years ago, decades ago. And we just kind of, the holistic guys have kind of kept their mouth shut over the years and let the mainstream media and the propaganda and big pharma uh, just do whatever they want to do. And if we would have stomped, kept stomping our foots down, more people would have listened. And now we're at where we are now, CDC. But guys, yeah, just keep your faith in Christ um, at the end of the day. And uh, see you on the other side. I'll call in next week, Wednesday. We'll continue the show. Sounds good, Daniel. I appreciate uh, your call. Appreciate uh, your input, as I do uh, all of our callers, even uh, the folks who come in who try to uh, disrupt the show. Like a part of me appreciates them too, because well, it's, for me, it's a little, it's fun. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't like some of the, the things that they say because some of it's pretty outrageous, um, you know, and, and just not not good, not nice stuff. But them actually putting the effort to disrupt the show <laughs> to do it is what is what really makes me laugh. Um, so it's like, hey, you know, I guess we must be doing something right if we got folks uh, calling in on occasions trying to disrupt this. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's, for me, it's 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 all in good fun. Um, you know, because they're really not doing any they're really not doing any damage uh, to us. Uh, they're not really da- damaging what we're you know we're doing here. So, yeah, I just, I just kind of laugh them off uh, with that. Uh, but certainly, yes, we're looking forward to seeing everybody again next week. Uh, who knows what the, the week will bring. I'm sure we'll have uh, uh, some of the same topics, but I'm sure there'll be other topics that will be, uh, that'll be different. Uh, that is for sure. Um, and we definitely uh, appreciate, you know, everyone's input because that is why we call this, you know, Bard's Logic is, the grassroots we the people show because it's not my show that's why you don't see the uh, bard's logic have my name attached to it uh, because it's not about uh, your host here is it about you uh the callers into this show that make uh let's uh, have a great show every week uh and i definitely thank everyone uh for that uh because again this is uh, your show and so we'll end tonight as i do every night on the show and that is with the uh, song by Aubrey Ashburn, a little background. She, uh, I interviewed her when the first uh, show first started. I used to be a gamer, uh, and it was just she sang some of the songs on a video game I played, and I, actually it was pretty neat to be able to uh, interview her. But anyway, uh, we'll take care, folks. We'll see you next time, and good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.